listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. If you want to learn how to take pretty pictures, this is not the place. But if you're ready to make a living by learning the business behind the camera, buckle up because it's time to turn passion into profit with your host, Ty Turner. What's really good? What's really good? I hope everybody can hear me good. We can chop it up. Let's talk about a few things real quick. Because uh, we're going to make a short and sweet. Hey, man, we're going to start pulling these things right at six. So if people hear, we're going to jump into it. If they not, they not. They're going to miss out. It is what it is. But we're going to start to do, um, you know, we're going to have a certain amount of time for wins and losses so we can get people in. And if people are late, you're just going to miss it. Uh, let's talk about something real brief, and it's something that going into, for me, my season is corporate events. It's summertime, right? We do a lot of events in the summertime. So I like to, this is the this is the time where I like to really pay attention to detail um, when it comes to a few things while working with my client. And I want to kind of pass those things off because I think it's important that you are, you're mindful of that. Um, you know, as you start your business, this is the time where I am sending out a lot of emails to my past clients. This is when usually between April and about now I'm doing a lot of touching bases with clients to see what's up, where y'all at, how things looking, who do you, I know you got stuff coming up, you know, are we a part of it? Things like that. Because a lot of times clients have a lot on their plate. And if you just remind them that you exist and you did it last year, they're going to say, oh, yeah, yeah, let's let's set that up. So, you know, this is this time of year between April and I want to say late June, I am heavy on my email marketing. Now, this is this may differ depending on what your niche is and what you into and, you know. Your season. That's why after your first year, you'll have an idea of what your season looks like. So right now is the time for my season for me to be heavy on the marketing side. And again, not not necessarily ads, but just reaching out to people we have shot for before. Now, again, this is why when you B2B, it makes it a lot easier because you can predict these things. If you're not B2B, it's hard to predict when somebody need have a party or something like that. It's just difficult. It's just more difficult to do. But because we work with businesses and we know that they throw events, they have these conferences, they do this every year, we know to start to ramp up our marketing to go after those companies. So for me, and this is something that I just found myself doing that I thought, you know what, maybe I should share this with you guys because this is where I am in business. Right now is the time for me to hit hard on email marketing. And if, if any of you are fans or use plugins of companies like Pixel Film Studios, or if you have ever given your email address to Best Buy and those companies, you probably got 50 emails from these people. And you ain't tired of it. So I'm always like scared to just blow up people email accounts. I'm scared to just send out emails and say, this is what we're doing. But companies that they like and deal with or companies that I like and deal with, I got like GoDaddy sent me about two emails a day. Like they blow me up. So why aren't we using that? 
um, with our business. If they're gonna unsubscribe, they just gonna unsubscribe. They just they not about that life. They're not unsubscribing because you sent the email at the wrong time. They're unsubscribing because they're not a future client of yours. There are things that you look at in your email account that you may not want now, but you don't want to delete it or unsubscribe it just in case you need it in the future. I'm sure you got coupons for rental cars, for travel vacations and uh, orbit coupons and all these coupons or, or reminders or promo codes. Um, I'm a big fan of, uh, of Ralph Lauren. I hit the outlet up, which happens to be the same one that had that massacre a few weeks ago, but I am there often. They send me text messages and emails about upcoming sales. And I like it. I don't want to not have it. I want it. When I go to the store, I don't pay full price for nothing. I get a discount on top of a discount on top of a discount. And I like to have those in my email address so I can just pull a promo code whenever I'm ready to save an additional $10. Keep this in mind as you're reaching out to your clients. Maybe provide them with a discount code. Maybe give them the opportunity to save money. It may, they may be thinking about going with a new guy this year, but you come out with this sale and they're like, man, I'm, I, you know, we may want to use those guys. So um, right now that's, that's, you know, that's how you guys should be kind of thinking about it. I go over a little bit in module three, but um, so good question. Carl asked, he said, uh, who do you use for email marketing right now? I'm using MailChimp. However, I'm probably going to switch over and I would say start with MailChimp cause they're cheaper. Um, but I'm going to go to, um, I'm, I'm probably going to switch over to, I think it's called conversion kit or con I'm, I'm going to switch over because of what I'm learning is email open rates are a lot higher or delivery rates are higher with different companies. So yeah, you may have a thousand people on your list and a lot of people have automated filters to block emails from reaching people. And, and some companies are better than others at delivering those emails. They have a, they have a higher um, delivery percentage rate and there's nothing they can do about it. Once you block MailChimp, MailChimp is blocked and it's blocked at a server level. So they're, they're looking for certain things certain code in their emails that they're blocking convert kit. That's the name of it. Convert kit right now has one of the highest, highest delivery rates. And there are some new, no name, smaller companies that may also provide that as well. So keep that in mind as you're looking for a company to work with, you want to make sure that um, the delivery rate is exceptional or one of the higher ones. It don't matter what features you give me if, if I don't have a successful delivery rate. Um, and MailChimp is one of the higher ones. It's just not the highest. Um, so ConvertKit is way more expensive, though. So, I mean, I would, you know, you don't have to start way at the top if you don't want to pay two, three, four hundred dollars $400 a month. Um, but it's something to consider. Now, if you're converting you know, if you got a B2B client and you got it and, and every time they hire you, it's $2,000. Uh, you know, a job, yeah, it makes sense to pay a couple hundred dollars if you can convert two or three of them a month from your previous clients. But if you're just getting started, you may not have a clientele list um, that that works that well. Uh, another thing would be is to create something like a um, something to add them to your email list. So here's a list of, uh, let's say if you're doing wedding photography, here's a list of five things you need to have at your wedding that photographers don't talk about. 
right? You can go get that written on at ChatGPT um, and get it put into a um, a PDF format, which I'll be in the future. I'm coming out with some with some uh, some courses for the platform that talks about that. But as a grab that you can use to entice people to get their email list. And it'll be something created specifically for your target audience. So if I'm working with dentists, this is why, again, niche, I triple quadruple down on niches, right? Because you can build an email list by marketing a free catalog of the top five videos that help dentists grow their business in 2023. If dentist is your niche, market that to the dentist in your area. And when they sign up for that free uh, documentation, boom, you have a warm lead to your ideal client that's looking for what you have to offer. Not only that, you can use that content to place yourself as an authority in the market. So it's a lot of ways you can use something like that to grow your email list and build authority in the market. And you probably have been subject to some sort of marketing like this. Right. You probably have been subjected to an article about the top five cameras in 2023, the top 10 lenses in 2022 or whatever. Here's the top 10 tricks you need to know in DaVinci Resolve to 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 transfer from, you know, um, Adobe Premiere to DaVinci Resolve. When you download that, you get on the email list, probably for a company that's looking to sell training in DaVinci Resolve. It's perfect. They know where you are. And in module three, I talk a lot about the customer buying process, right? And understanding um, where a customer is in that customer buying process. So you know what information to give, right? There's multiple steps. If I catch you in a certain, you know, there's a big difference between somebody that's ready to buy a car today and somebody that's weighing the options of trading in their car because they have a, keep having issues with it and they want to get a new one. Those are people in two different areas of the buying stage. How I would approach each different one is different. If you're earlier in the buying stage, I may come out with a blog or have information about the pros and cons of getting a new car note right now compared to fixing your old car, right? That documentation may help me on both ends because I may get um, affiliate credit for referring you to buy more parts. Or I may get a car sale out of you if if I place myself as the authority, right? So that's for people that's in the early stages. For people that's looking to buy now, that's saying, I need a car today, I may come out with a list of, here's the top three places to get a good deal on the car today. That's attracted to different people in the, in the buying process. Uh, and people go through that as they look for companies to do photo and video. Right. They go through the stages of realizing they have a problem, understanding who fixes that problem and what success look like. What should they expect? But I talk about a lot of that in module three, um, because it's very important when you start to get to the point where you're making money and you decide to market. A marketing company may not share that with you because and, and this is something that with my experience, this may not be true with everybody, but this is my experience. And I want to make sure I, I tell you guys. A lot of a lot of these out of the blue just started no name marketing companies um won't disclose everything because it it gives them cushion if things don't go right right and and let me say what I mean by that right uh 
a new marketing company that's that's not the greatest. And and again, when we're getting into business, we really don't know. We're just we got a guy that's saying, yeah, we're gonna market it. We're gonna get it in front of people. We're gonna target this. We're gonna do that. We're gonna have you all over Facebook. Yada yada yada. Your business gonna be everywhere. But they don't talk about your ability to close or to convert that view, right? So a lot of um, a lot of companies will say, yeah, we can get you on page one, but what does that matter if I can't convert being on page one? And being on page one of what? I don't want to be on page one of photography because that doesn't necessarily mean people are looking for photographers who search for photography. Isn't it better for me to be on page one of wedding photographers in this area or best wedding photographers or, you know, things like that. It's, it's much better to be way more targeted with your search. And it's better if you have the ability to convert that traffic. So marketing companies, and the reason why I say they lead is gap is because marketing companies can promote you on some BS anywhere under photography. They did what you asked them to do. You paid them $2,000 and they're like, look, dude, I looked at your analytics. We sent 2000 people to your website. The rest is your problem. We did what you paid us to do. So we're not the bad guys here. Keep paying us, you know, and we'll keep sending traffic while you figure out a way to convert it. That's on you. A really good marketing company will complete your funnel from beginning to end. They'll say, okay, this is our offer. This is our target audience. This is what we want to sell. This is the steps they go through to buy it. Now let's market this page that's designed to enter people into that funnel. And then we want to be responsible for how many people are converted in that funnel. You're going to spend more money for a marketing company that come in and, and controls the whole, um, that come in looking to control the whole funnel and not just one portion of it. So these are things that I've spent thousands of dollars over years paying marketing companies, not realizing that Traffic is nothing without your ability to convert. You can't convert without a great website. You can't have a great website unless you bring in people who understand the buying habits of your target audience, who can, who, um, who, who have a background in designing user interfaces, right? That, that can set your website up in a way where it's a funnel. That's why ClickFunnels is big because it's built in a way where it's nothing but a funnel. Your website has more capabilities than just being a funnel site. It can inform, it can keep people up to date, it can do a lot of things other than sell. So you have to create a website or at least a landing page that is capable of converting specific traffic. And you want specific traffic because you don't want everybody to have a question about photography to waste your time calling you. Because a marketing company is going to say, hey, we're sending you all these great leads. The fact that you can't convert, that's a you problem. We still going to need our money. And you need to be smart enough or experienced enough in the industry to say, I need a marketing company that's going to also um, take on the weight of making sure that our ability to convert is a part of their plan. Because in most cases, they won't. They'll just say, we sent you. Let's look at the numbers, buddy. In May, you had 200 people come to your website. In June, you had 2,000. 
We did our job. You're locked into a one-year contract with us. Continue to pay. Have a nice day. So it's so important that you are aware of this trick. Um, another trick they like to do is they like to rebuild your website and put it on their server, own your domain. They like to own your website to make sure they get paid. Because the minute you don't pay, they cut it off. Uh, I learned this trick working for AT&T when we sold um, Yellow Page advertisements. They also built websites for companies that didn't have websites, cheap little copy and paste websites. Um, and then they sold the marketing and it all would be tied to their phone bill. So if you had a website built, let's say you were a tree trimmer, you had a website built, they sent traffic to it. They put you on yellowpages.com. You had a business line plus some cell phones. You could have a $30,000 phone bill per month that you're expected to pay. And everything's tied in. When you don't pay it, your phone's off, your website's off, you don't exist. The only thing they can't cut off is yellow pages because it's printed. But what they'll do is they'll say, hey, we're going to give you a unique phone number so that we can track your calls. What they're doing is creating a barrier to block that phone number when you don't pay your bill. But the benefit is we want to track your conversions and see how many people are calling you from yellow pages. But the truth is they want to put in a barrier where if you don't pay, they can just cut your phone off. You're, I wouldn't be surprised if your competitor can come in and be like, route them calls to us. But that's, that's why a lot of them have these things. And they track calls. Don't get me wrong. They can track calls. Uh, that's why on Google, you have to push a button to get the phone number because Google can say, hey, we ran an ad and 50 people requested to call you by pressing this button. Even if you go to Google or Google Maps right now and search for something, you ever see things come up that's like not the closest? Like I'm searching for a grocery store. How did I get this? It's not the closest. The next one is the closest because the first one is an advertisement. And when you click to get directions or call, that person who's paying for that advertisement is notified that 50 people click for directions, 20 people click to call you. Um, and, and, and this is a part of, the marketing that you're paying for. This is things that marketing companies use to show proof that you should keep paying them. So these are things that if you are not aware and you're going into business as a business owner and you're looking to um, invest in marketing, this is a way marketing companies get you due to your lack of knowledge. So you got, you got Instagram and Google and them try to lure you in by telling you to boost a post for $20, which will do almost nothing in most cases because you have not refined that post to target your target audience. Um, you just click boosted posts and you click, let them determine it. So you just really, it, you might as well play in the slot machine. You might as well go and put money in the slot machine at that point because you're literally doing the same thing. But because it's convenient, a lot of people I know go to casinos like to play slots because it's convenient. Not because you win money. I'm a roulette guy. I'm a, I'm a blackjack guy. I like to go to the tables. A lot of people don't want to learn those rules and figure it out. They just want to put it in the slot machine, pull, it, pull it, the arm down, and hope they win something. It's convenient. So it's fun. Um, you know, they make it, they've made it very convenient to boost a post because, you know, you're getting $20 and $30 per person randomly. It's, it, that adds up to billions. Instead of a person saying, I'm going to hire a company that's going to be involved with the success of, 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 of my marketing. And again, I'm going to say this again because this is extremely important. 
if you don't hire a company that's involved from everything from the ad to the conversion rate, you are wasting money unless you are a conversion rate genius and you can look at the traffic coming in to determine what you're doing right or doing wrong. A great marketing company will create multiple landing pages, send traffic to those landing pages, and A-B test what work and what don't. By month two, month three, they should have a formula um, for you to, to work with. So they should know for sure that $1 will turn into $22 every single time. Now, how do you want to move forward? Now that we have the formula together, how do you want to move forward? We know for every $1 or every $100 you put into this thing, we get 10 clients out of it. For every 10 clients we send to you, your website convert five. For every five clients to, that call you, um, you're able to turn one into a client. So we know for every $100 of advertising, you're able to get one client out of it. If that, if your average client spend $2,000 per job on average, we know that $100 in marketing equals $2,000 in your pocket. You should be able to have that math by month three. And if you don't, it's time to end things and go with a different marketing company. And these are things that you it, it, getting into business you don't really know and you're spending money because you're locked in this contract and you're just getting hosed trying to figure out why it's not working. And the marketing company is like, we sending people, why y'all not closing sales? It's on you. And you start thinking it's yourself and it's not. It's just that you don't have a good marketing company that have put things in place. They haven't accepted responsibility for the conversion. So, you know, stay away from companies that don't want to accept responsibility for the conversion. And a lot of times these companies will say, yeah, we can build you a better website that can convert more, but we got to put you on our platform. No, 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 no. Y'all going to do it with the Squarespace I got. A website is a website. I can, I can build the same thing ClickFunnels can build on Squarespace. Don't give me that. It got to be over here. We can work this better. Code is code. Do it on mine because I don't want y'all logging in, cutting my stuff off if I decide I don't want, I want to break up with y'all. I don't want to lose my domain name and all my pages that we, all this money I spent for copy and all this money I'm spending to bring y'all in to work on this page. I don't want to lose it the minute I decide to break my contract or, or don't want to work with y'all anymore. So those are things that I think is very important. Um, that if you are, you know, cause you're going to start getting jobs, you're going to start stringing them together. You're going to start having an extra 10, 15, 20,000 on the side. And you're going to say, Hey, I'm about to, if I'm doing this without a great website, what could I do with a great website? I'm dumping this into marketing. Let's go. You're going to get there. So make sure that when you get there, you're smart about it. Cause there's a lot of people who are looking to take advantage of new business owners. There is a market. There's a, there is a market of companies that take advantage of new business owners. That's, that's what they live for. Just like the police want to take advantage of, you know, you speeding on the on-ramp. They know where to sit to catch you. They know where to point that laser. They know if I stay here long enough, I'm going to get somebody doing 10 over the speed limit and I'm going to write them a ticket to meet my quota or whatever. They know the hot spots. There are companies that are designed to know and smell and go after new businesses. In fact, they're, they're looking up to see who's filing for LLC. And you'll notice once you file for LLC, you will start getting a whole bunch of mail 
and phone calls that you didn't think about that's blowing you up. That's why module one, I talk about where the address needs to point. I talk about the phone number because you are putting LLCs are public. The, the numbers the company may do may not be public, but the LLC itself, the fact that you filed is now public and people know that you are a business. So keep this in mind because, hey, you may, you posting all this, you, you going to do all of this LLC and all this stuff. If people look at your business as a cash business, well, you may become a target. Just like a check cash in place, you assume they got cash on hand. They are a target. So depending on where you are and, and, and how rough things may be or how hungry people next to you are, they may look at you as a target. So you have to make sure that you don't give them everything. You know, companies spend a lot of money on security for a physical location. If your physical location is your house or, your, or just your van, you may be asking for it. So CYA, cover yourself. Um, understand that there are people who, whose career is to get the same money you're after, but not in a way you're after it, not in a legal way. There's people who, who you know, in, in prison, there's people that sit there every day to find a loophole or find a mistake so they can escape prison. Prisoners' jobs every day is to test that system. So if you're a guard, you may not be thinking about it, but just know that the person on the other side of these bars want to get out of here every single day. So you got to keep that in mind as you start a business. There are people who want to rip you off every single day. They want to take advantage of you every single day. They want to sell you credit card systems and sell you this and sell you that every single day. So you have to, because we get to the point where everything sounds good to us because everybody's promising us success. So you got to be careful because you will be vulnerable to those scams um, that you, that you'll run into being a new business. Uh, so, so I don't, I haven't run into all of them, but I try to make sure I share some of the things that I've run into um, to keep you guys on your toes so that you're not running into the same scams and, you know, people sending you an email saying, I got a job for you. We're going to send you a check, but we need you to pay the guy for the venue. Nah, that's, that's bogus. You can get a lot of that. We're going to send you a check, but you just send us something back. We're going to send you a 10000 that I know you quoted, they'll, they'll write you up and be like, I want your best service for this family reunion. We, send us your best quote. You've been to send a quote thinking that you about to get this dope family reunion. And, you know, it's $2,500. And they're like, we love it. We're going to send you a check for $5,000 and just, uh, or, or oops, we mailed you out a check for $5,000. Just cash it and send us the $2,500 back. Or we're going to just have you, we're out of state. And the venue is in there with y'all. We're going to have you pay, you know, Rodney. We're going to have you meet Rodney and give him the check. And that way it'll just, you know, it'll just pay for the venue and we'll come out and everything's perfect. Don't, no, no, don't, 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 don't send us a check back. Don't, don't cut up the check. Just cash it. It'll be fast. And you mess around and cash that check for five grand. You give somebody 2,500 and then the check come back as fraudulent. And now you're on the hook for five grand and your account's being closed and you're blacklisted. I don't know if any of you ever heard of the blacklist, but it's way worse than having a bad credit report. A blacklist is when no bank will touch you. You only stuck with green dot. Like when you get on the blacklist and you owe a bank money, or you come up on some fraudulent stuff, you cannot open a banking account. So you think it's hard to survive, try to buy a house without a bank account. 
try to buy a car without a bank account. Or you that, That's why these companies like Green Dot and all of these prepaid Visa companies or check cashing places exist because a lot of people get caught in scams and they get blacklisted from banks. You wonder, like, man, how are you 40? You ain't got a bank account. Well, because, you know, somebody gave you a $10,000 check and you thought, you know, you were beating the system by holding five and giving it. Nah, you 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 did some scam. You fell for some scam stuff. Even if you weren't intentionally doing it, they don't care. You're high risk. If you don't know you getting scammed, we're not gonna give you an account so you can keep our scam. Our fraud department got to keep bailing you out. It's kind of like car insurance, right? Banks look at it like you have a a rating like a car insurance company. Hey, you getting too many accidents? You got DUIs? You you we're not covering you, bro. Banks run sort of a blacklist check on you that's kind of like a credit report that works the same way. You're involved in too much fraudulent stuff. We don't want to take the hit for it. We don't even trust. If you do anything, it got to be a secure account, which means you got to put a thousand down just to have an account to put another thousand in it. So if something happened, we just going to keep your money. So these are things that you got to be mindful of. Your LLC can be blacklisted. You as a person can be blacklisted. And usually on your first account, you're going to have to list your personal stuff anyway. So you're kind of tied. And if you get blacklisted, it's going to affect you as a business and you as an individual. And you are jacked for minimum two years. It could take Once you paid everything and things are clear, it'll take you about two years to get off the blacklist. Um, you can try to get another account while on the blacklist, but you need paperwork from the bank. It's just a headache. Like, don't do it. Like, why go through that? Why, why go through all of that? Don't, don't do it. Uh, it will affect every part of your financial life, personal and private. And there's no need to put you, to have you go down that road if you can just be smart enough to not fall for the okey-doke. So with that being said, let's go into wins and losses because uh. I get, I get cussed out every week because I'm uploading a four-hour podcast, so we're going to make it short and sweet. That's my, that's my 10 cent, uh, you know, about paying attention to details, sending out emails, um, you know, marketing companies. I will have a lot more because we're getting ready to change a few things with Flash Film Academy uh, in the future. Um, and let me speak to this real quick and we'll get the wins and losses. A few things that you will notice that will change over the course of the next month. Um. One, we're st- still on the fence about, but since you guys are gold members, I'm going to tell you first, we're about to go uh, completely subscription-based. If you've bought a course, you got access to it for life. We're not talking to you. You good. If you bought anything, you got it. You good. Everything else is getting ready to go subscription-based. Instead of module one through three, we're going to go to stage one through three because it depends on depending on where you are, will determine what stage you're in. We're also getting ready to roll out a whole lot of new courses that will be based on those stages. So if you're in stage one and you're picking a niche, we may come out with a course to help you pick that niche. If you're in stage three and you're already there, past, you're making money, you're doing it, it won't, it doesn't apply to you. You can go back and watch it, learn some stuff, but it is a stage one course. If you're a stage three course, we may come out with a course about doing bookkeeping yourself. If you're just getting started, stage three course ain't for you. It's, it's on a whole nother level. So we're going to we're going to come out with some uh, with everything. You know, more courses. It'll all be subscription uh, based. Um, we'll kind of announce the price. It'll be better than you think. I'll, I'll tell you that. I, I got the uh, I got the um, 
I want to say the, uh, the, what's the name I sent out to everybody, the questionnaire. Um, and I got a lot of information about some stuff that I really like. I know people despise the subscriptions. I know, I know, but the goal is to make it very affordable. Make it very affordable. If you, if you, we go, I'm gonna put out an announcement before we, in uh, course sales in general. But we gotta make it so that I can. The goal is to give you guys more. I can't give you guys more if things are sporadic. I can give you guys more if things are consistent. I got some ideas with. Um, some people who are in the industry, some audio people, some more video people to collaborate and give you guys more on set content. So not only are we doing business, but I want to show you guys just different lighting tricks and techniques and things like that. I want to, I want to get with people who are working in the industry. Like I got a friend, um, she's doing NFL audio. She did audio for NFL and NHL. She was actually at the Super Bowl. I'm trying to bring her on in a course to help you guys capture better audio on location. So things like that. But, you know, people don't do favors when you got a business. You got to put something in their back pocket. Um, so, you know, but but those are things coming. You're going to see some changes to the app icon a little bit. You're going to see changes to the to the um, to the app, the app a little bit. Good changes. Better things coming. More upgrades. So just trying to give you guys more. Um, will definitely be definitely be coming. So let's go to a win and loss. I got Carl who got his hand up first. Listen, if you have a win or a loss, I'm gonna tell you now. You but put that hand up now. I know every week I do say I'm gonna keep it short. Put that hand up now. I don't want to get to all right, y'all. I'll see y'all later. And 50 hands pop up. Don't do it. Okay, Carl, go for it, bro. You on first. Hey, um, good afternoon. Uh, thanks. You know, thanks again for doing this. I appreciate all you guys and thanks for the feedback. Um, last week, uh, yeah, we had some good, uh, good chatter going on. So that was pretty cool. So um, my win for this week was, um, it's kind of like a word win because it wasn't like a money thing. But um, one, one of my high schools turned 100 years old this year. And they asked me to do like a drone shot. And I don't have a drone, but my buddy does. So I got them to, you know, launch. And I just, I, I became the art director. <laughs> nice. So um it was pretty good because, like, you know, like there's probably six or seven photographers in that, you know, in our area that all, you know, buy for the school. And they reached out to me before anyone. And it wasn't a paying gig, but every kid got to see me out there doing stuff, you know, and come, come up and shake my hand and say thank you. And, like, and all the, like, the, um, the admin all came up and hugged me, which was pretty nice. And, like, within, by the end of the day, I had gotten the image to them. I did, like, a congratulations, 100 years centennial you know, like a little bit of text under for it. And I sent it to them and they, they launched it on social media and then put like my logo on there to kick out to everyone. So that, that was pretty cool. That's dope. There's a tie tale that talks about the FAA. Make sure you watch that. Uh, we're dealing with drone work. Uh, it was about my day with the FAA. Um, that almost cost me about 250000 So you may want to wow. watch that. Wow. Uh, it's in the tie tale section uh, in the app. Um, just be careful with drone work, especially for free. Because yep. it could be yep. free for you or free for them, but end up costing you money depending on acts. Yeah, the person that I had do it, like, you know, we're pretty tight. And they had they went through and got, like, all the permissions. And, you know, okay. um, they contacted, like, they did, like, everything by the book. And I knew they would, you know, um, and that's why I helped them out. Like, I helped them with photography. Like, remember, they need help. And they, if, I need, if I need drone stuff, then we'll kind of cross-platform you know, and work with each other. 
And look, I'm going to tell you guys this, and this is something that, you know, I'm just going to be real with you. Get used to telling people no for free. No. We, we, I love you to death. But this is, this, you know, it, it's wear and tear on your equipment. Yep. And, and, and I want you guys to get out of the idea of valuing exposure so much. And this is just me personally telling you, don't tell them folks, this is, this is what it costs. Cause you got to get used to, you got to get used to that. Like that's, that for me was the hardest part was getting, I love it. And people know that I love it and, and getting used to people not taking advantage of me loving it so much. So this is the cost. Cause, cause I guarantee you, if you say no, they're going to go pay for it somewhere. They much rather pay for it with you. So just be careful with that. And this is for, you know, not just for you, but for everybody. I want to make sure. Because in the beginning, you, you, I was like that. I was like, man, I get to. And then I was like, these people just using me up. That drone shot that you did is worth at least $1,000. At least $1,000. So I know that everybody, I would be nice too if I can get somebody to do something for me that costs 1000 If my If my plumber worked off hugs, I'd be hugging him. So just be careful because the people they they treat our industry with the starving artist mentality you don't get no credit the the camera get the credit uh you know what i'm saying you don't you don't get no credit the, the camera is a good camera you just dare to push the pitch that's how they feel so you got to be careful and make sure that you know make sure that you're you you got to charge them you got to hit them in the head and say look i would love to do this this looks like fun here are our rates. You know what I'm saying? You, and you, and it's it, for me. And I'm just, I'm, I'm just speaking to you from, from where I was. It was one of the hardest things to do. I understand. But it's business. It's not personal. I said you got to hit them with the old gangster line. It's all business. It's not personal. Nothing personal. Nothing personal. It's just business. Yep. If I got, if my, if it costs my time, I'm gonna be compensated for it. So yeah. just get used to telling people no. Hey, we can't, we're business. We can't just, you know what I'm saying? Like if you go from selling cookies on the street to opening up a store, yeah, I may have gave you a few cookies on the street, but we got rent to pay. Like we got this, we're business now. You got to bring it. So, and, it, and, and you know, and, and I want to make sure that we, uh, there, there's a thick line, not a thine, not a thin line or a fine line between building our portfolio for free and working for a client, like make sure you're not, they don't get you on the, we're going to get you in front of a lot of people. There's a lot of people going to be, a lot of people going to see it. I don't care. Pay me. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and a lot of times um, in the beginning, it works as a great way to learn how to overcome objections because they're going to have them. Oh, well, we don't have a budget. Okay. Well, Hey, I would love, you know, we just did a dope drone shot for the school down the street. It came out great. They loved it. They paid X amount of dollars. So just, you know, just to be, because you're going to get a lot of, from that, you're going to get a lot of calls. You're going to get a lot of people that's like, hey, we love your work. Hey, you think you can come down? Like your family do you. You think you can come down? And my family be like, we got a wedding coming up. We want you to come and bring your camera. Huh? Bring your big camera. That's how they do you. We got to, we got this, and my, I had to cut into my family. Like, yo, it's worked for me, fam. It ain't, I don't enjoy, you know, if I'm work, I can't enjoy the event 
and take pictures at the event. It don't work that way. They think that you can party and take pictures because they, they, they think your camera do the work. I can't, I can't, if you invite me to an event, you're either paying me to work it or you're inviting me to enjoy it. There is no in-between. So, and, and, and I have to, I slice family up on that. They know not to ask me for nothing now. I'm just a mean guy with the camera. But you got to be. So just just be careful with that because a company shouldn't be asking for favors. And, you know, unfortunately, Ty, it becomes like a loyalty thing because it's like and 99% of the people ask me for free stuff. I tell them no. When I first came to Flagstaff, this school, like the principal kind of took me in and gave me access to everything. Like I do the graduation. I do all their sports. I do all that stuff. And that's the only, and I'm not making excuses and probably may suck an excuse, but that's the only reason why I did it for them. Because like the school down the street, if they told me, I would, I would have, you know, I would have said, Here, here's, here's my bill. Yeah, and, and I get it. There's no, yeah, if they're paying you for a lot of stuff and you want to throw that in, perfectly fine. I'm cool with that. I'm cool yeah. with a loyalty program. I'm with it. As long as you're getting cashed out. And I mean handsomely, not like we're going to throw you something for this. We're going to throw you something for that. We, no, you need to be breaking me off full price, breaking me off full price, breaking me off full price, and I decide to give you this. Not giving me a little bit, give me a little bit, give me a little bit, free. We don't do free for that. So just, you know what I'm saying, because companies or school, like schools and nonprofits are kind of, they both had this entitlement, you know, here's our... We're here to help kids, blah, blah, blah. Man, look, I'm here to get paid. Like, I love the kids, but I got I got kids. Yep. I got my own kids I got to pay for. So just be just be careful of it. But, yeah, if it's loyalty, I'm with it. Um, you said, how do you handle family members that, that or graduation portion, uh, portraits during this season? I don't do it. I got a guy. I can refer somebody. Because you're not going to, when you're asking me, you're not looking to paint me. It is work. And people think that you're going to show up with just a camera. No, it takes lights and strobes. I got to charge batteries and lenses. Y'all going to want six outfits and four locations. No, I'm not doing it. Listen, this is my rate. I'll give you a hook or a discount on the rate, maybe, but this is my rate. I'm to the point now where my family knows if they're not approaching me to purchase my services, we have nothing to talk about. You're not going to come in a job and take something off their counter for free. I got family that work at Chevy. Give me a truck. Give me a tire, a rim, or something. Upgrade my stuff from cloth to leather. Give me, they can't do nothing for you. They don't own the company. They can't do, they don't even want to give you their discount. So I'm not going to, you just got to be an asshole with it. I'm just, I'm just being real. Like my family know not to even come to me about that crap no more. I am highly offended if you invite me to something with my camera because you're really not inviting me. You're asking me to work. Yeah. So I'm trying to party too. I don't want to have to worry about $5,000 worth of equipment on a set on the table. I'm trying to drink and I don't want, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, and, and a lot of people, they don't, that, it's not that they mean harm. It's that they don't think, they're not, they don't think about it from your point of view. They're just thinking of, they think you just going to be there and you just, your camera just going to be going off and just the, the picture's going to come out perfect. They don't understand what, it, what, what, what goes into creating great, great images, candid shots or not. So, and you, you know. And you got to be there early and late and up near, near. Post-production, you working on pictures for two days and, you know, the memory, the, the delivery platform. Like, I, I just, it's, it's you know. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta stab them. You gotta poke them in the heart real quick. I'm notorious for just 
like there you go. But because people will take advantage of you, they will take advantage of you. And two quick notes. One yeah. of them is I want to thank you because I actually picked up like I, even before you know I got in the group and started talking to you, I had ordered um, a pro drop from Westcott. Yeah, I saw that. Um, I saw your video, and so I checked it out, and I, I picked one of them up, and I started using it about two weeks ago. And that freaking thing is a time saver. It, like it just pops up. It looks professional. It I looks you know, love it. Good. Yep, and I can tear it down and run really fast. Also, I love it. Just be careful outdoors because that boy gets some wind. It's gone. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I, it's strictly for doing like stuff inside. I would never use it outside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like where I am. It where I am. It gets like really windy. And everything becomes a sale. You know, you know, um, I don't like for doing seniors outside. Half the time, I like I don't even bring a modifier. I just like I used to go bare ball because it's so windy. Yeah, you that mug. It's it's not a sandbag in the world that can save it either. It's uh, a wrap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, anchor it down like a tent. Yeah, it's, it's it'll <laughs> fly off. You can sit on it and get a free ride. That's how much air it grab. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And the second thing, yeah, second thing is like um, after like being here, you know, I've been like looking for ways to streamline and and just make my business better you know, on the photography side. And so I came up, I was watching a video by Sal Kinkata, um about like, he had like this little thing he was doing for um, retouching, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, there's no way that mug could be that good. So um, I went in and I started like retouching a few of my images. And literally it's like, it takes, it's like minutes, you know? And so I, I bought the retouching back in the house as opposed to sending it out, which is saving me like a good 500 to 750 a month. So I'm gonna give you two tips for that. One is I use Portrait Pro. I love Portrait Pro. I don't care what they say about Portrait Pro. I've, I've, yeah, I've used that in the past. I, the newer version is way better. The older version, like 12, 13, was like, it was a little like suspect. Portrait Pro for light touch-ups, I like. There's a lot of apps that are starting. Second, um, and I talked about it before, there's a company that I use called Clipping Path India. It's the India version, and they will edit images really good for really cheap. I think last time I got images done from them, um, it was wedding photos, and they did six cents a photo. Wow. So I've done some high-end stuff. I did When I did the Toyota shoot, we had to take out the background and make it white, and we used the, uh, we used the mannequin. Um, they, they did all of that. I think it was like $3 or $2 a shoot an image. But again, you know, it it was a lot cheaper than me going through like Fiverr or finding somebody stateside to edit images. So Clipping Path India um, was one of my favorite places that was inexpensive that I used. Um, and then Portrait Pro, if you don't have the the Lightroom skill, which I think the new Lightroom detects face and lets you smooth skin and all of that now, it's kind of, they kind of bid it from Portrait Pro because Portrait Pro was one of the only ones that detected the face or you told it where the eyes were. Um, and then, and then, um, you can edit the face. Yeah. I started with portrait pro like back, like probably 15 years ago. And then like, I eventually went to like a retoucher cause I got busy. And then I started using, um, the, the new one is called EVATO. And literally you can say, I want like a high end retouch. I want like a natural retouch and what they're doing. It's like, it looks better than anything. I've, I mean, it looks better than what my retoucher was doing, yeah. honestly. The the reason I like the, the reason I still like uh good looking out, Roger says path edits now instead of clipping path India. The reason I, I like Portrait Pro is because you can edit one face and then batch edit batch. the rest. That's what I yep. love about it. So you can say, okay, I want her to look this good, no more, no less. 
and then you can drop 300 images in it and boom, all of them. It's just going to go through them and resave them and you don't have to do anything. That to me is a game changer because I just, I just, I love it. So I'm picking my selects in Lightroom. I may make it my color corrections in Lightroom. I'm copying and pasting to those selects or whatever's in that scene with that share, that color. I'm exporting it. I'm running it through Portrait Pro. I'm exporting it with a batch and I'm done. So I that would that's my kind of my workflow. And and why I like it. But I mean there's others out there. There's a lot of great like iPhone apps that are starting to, you know, people gotta upgrade they gotta filter themselves before they go online. But yep. you know, but that's a great way to go. Um let me see. Um, oh, okay. Y'all, y'all just y'all talking about something different. So let me, let me speak to this real quick. And then we're going to go to, I think, uh, Daniel up next. So this is the thing, like when it comes to subscription over, so the modules need to update. They need to change. We need to add to them. We need to, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't, if, if I had a channel or marketing big enough where sales were consistent and I can be like, okay, I can invest back into them. Great. With the platform and the subscription is just, it'll allow me to give a lot more. You know what I'm saying? It'll allow me to give more consistently. Especially once I break it up into stages, it'll allow me to add more stuff in those stages. Um, Let's see who's next. Daniel, you up next, bro. Hey, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Loud and clear. All right. So last week, I believe I talked with Luke um, Marcus, which he's not here. I had a HVAC potential client land in my lap. So I had a meeting with him yesterday on the phone. Um, let me go back up to my questions. So he wants to make social media content mm-hmm. for Instagram, Facebook, uh, different short reels for marketing purposes. Um, I asked him, has he ever done video production before? He said they have done stuff in the past, like on Instagram and Facebook Live and Reels, but they're looking for stuff that's more appealing. Um, also asked him like what he wants the videos to do and everything, educate, inform, uh, to guide people along with what they offer and how they solve a problem and help with certain things. So from what I'm thinking was like a talking head type of video, but he doesn't want to do that. He wants to do like short 30 to 60 second, uh, like reels for Facebook, Instagram, in YouTube mm-hmm. and also asked him um what's his marketing budget like what like how much you use to spend on marketing I didn't get a exact number but he said a significant amount like close to six figures I like paper clicks and stuff I wouldn't even ask him okay yeah I wouldn't even ask him because he's gonna give you he, he should give you access to the analytics hey we need to get access to your analytics to see who's watching your videos so let me, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a take that idea and I'm going to twist it just a little bit, right? Okay. Just, just to have you think about it differently. For me, I'm, my goal is to learn what the client intentions are with this content. My goal is never to get how the client think it should be shot, right? And the reason, the reason I do that is because I am the subject matter expert who knows how to reach an audience. I just need to know who I'm reaching. I need to know their age range, their demographic, where they live at. 
it's up to me to prescribe the medicine. You know what I'm saying? If you go into your doctor and you say, doctor, I need some, uh, I need some Tylenol threes. They're going to look at you like you're a crackhead. Like, whoa, what you need that for? You got to go into your doctor and say, these are the ailments that I have. And a doctor may say, we got something better than that. We got something stronger than that. We got something that'll target this or heal that. So I try to be careful on, I, I let clients come in with their ideas, but I try to be careful on saying, okay, we're going to stick to that to do what you need to do because they're not an expert at reaching an audience. They're just an expert at HVAC. You know okay. what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm going to tell you, when I work with service-based companies, and, I, and I'm going to just give you an example here so you guys can use it. Um, usually with a company like that, right, we're targeting homeowners. Homeowners are of a certain age. Right. You, you're going most of your your audience is going to be 35, 40 plus. The guys who are really spending good money are going to be 50, 45, 50 plus. Guess what? That age range appreciates a talking head more than a bunch of fast clips. So who are we doing this for? Your kids or your customers? So those are things that if your client come to you with these ideas you may have to say, whoa, that, that, you know, we don't prescribe that for your, and this is why your target audience is, you, is usually of this age. They're of this um, income level. They're homeowners. They, they, they appreciate information more than flash. So let's give them information. A talking head with a few B-roll shots may be perfect for what we're trying to do. And are we trying, and then this goes back to where are we trying to catch them in the buying stage, right? Are we trying to catch them in the, hey, heater's not working the way it used to? Take out your, take out your, uh, your uh, filter and clean and hose it off and put it back in and see if that works. That's the early beginning stages of, I think I need somebody to come look at my AC. If you have any more questions, give us a call at such and such. Hey, you know what I mean? If, it, if that don't do it, give us a call. So you, you got to look at where are they in the buying stage? Who is their target audience? And what content works best for that target audience? And there's an, there's a, an example that I used a while back when we shot um, a video for a business school for UTD, University of Texas, Dallas, a business. And they wanted to recruit. And they had an idea for a two-minute video. And we ended up making two videos. One targeted at the students and one targeted at the parents because the same video wouldn't have looked great for both. One care about activities and things to do on campus and how much fun it is. The other care about safety and graduation rates and the type of people you have in place to look over their kids. So you can't put that into one too many video. That got to be broken up into two videos for it to work effectively. So with that client, my question or concern is always, Hey, the last guys just came in and did what you thought was a great idea and took your money. And we know how that worked because they're no longer here. And that's kind of a bold thing to say, but I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm a little bit of an asshole and I do say stuff like this. I'm not going to lie to y'all. Um, what we want to do is we want to understand your target audience and build content for them. And sometimes it's completely different than what the, some owners don't, they don't think like they target out. Like some owners are so out, they're so far left. It's not even funny. Like they're just away from thinking like their target audience. They just want customers. 
okay, well, I got to think how your customers think. You know what I'm saying? Are you on TikTok looking for an AV guy? No. You're probably on there cool to get a few tips to learn how to fix your own air conditioner, but you're not on there looking to buy from somebody. So just that understand, like, do, just ask them, where do you, or just to have them put out a survey to ask their clients, where do you go when you're looking for, to get your junk fit, when you're trying to call and make an appointment, you're in different places than when you're trying to be entertaining. When you want to, when you want to go, when you're looking for a food to go eat, it's a different place than when you're looking to be entertained with food. The food network is great when you want to learn about recipes and stuff, but that's not where you go when you hungry right now. You want to spend money. You go into Google Maps or something. What's around me? Now I care about the reviews. I don't care about the reviews on a restaurant in LA. I'm not in LA. If I go to LA one day, it'd be nice to go there. But if I got the money I'm spending today, I'm looking around me. I'm looking in a different place. So understanding that um, and, and talking to your client and saying, hey, the reason this may not have worked in the past is because it's entertainment. It's not infotainment. And it's not in a place where we can get people that's ready to buy right now. That's why Yellow Pages was so big. You didn't pay. You didn't go through Yellow Pages because you were bored. You went through Yellow Pages when your pipe broke and you like, who can get here today? I got money. Who come in today? That's what was great about Yellow Pages. That's why they, up until, you know, even a little bit now, they were the king of. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Top dollar marketing. They can charge, a magazine couldn't charge nowhere near what Yellow Pages can charge. Because a magazine aren't bringing you, they're not bringing you emergency room patients. They're bringing you people who want to read about Yo MTV or whatever. They want to read the vibe about TLC, and they just happen to land on your advertisement. They don't need you. It's just nice to know you're here. Next, Yellow Pages is full of people with, that's bleeding out. Them the clients you want. So when you, when you deal with a, a service-based company like that, sometimes you got you to gotta poke them and say, are you looking to entertain people? Or are we trying to get clients from this? Because what you're doing is great for entertainment if you want to, you know, if you want to be the next, you know, Joe Rogan or somebody. If you want to be the next whoever, that's great. If you're trying to turn this into clients, we need to be where clients look in every stage of the buying process. Okay. That, that's something your competitor is not going to talk about. They're just going to say, we can shoot it. We can film it. We can, we can film all of that. Yeah, but do you really, are, are, does it help the business? When you start talking about that, they're going to be like, oh, this guy know what he's talking about. This company is for real. They're going to they gonna, they gonna do what I need done. Now, they're going to listen to you. What, what you say we need? You need a talking head. You need somebody that's going to look into the camera and guarantee work, guarantee how fast you're going to be there, guarantee that we're going to fix it the first time. Like These are things that your target audience love and want to hear, not a cool intro and a dog running out the back room while you, you know, lean up against a, a water heater talking about <laughs> great tips. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, you, you get what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a big difference. If, if I'm having these problems, I want somebody out here who can fix it. I, and, and I'll give you this example real quick before I move to the next thing. I had um, 
I got a warranty company that uh, air conditioner went out in the middle of July in Texas. It was 114 all week long, right? Warranty company, like, this was like, this happened on like the 8th of July. Warranty company was like, we got somebody that can come out on the 22nd. I was like, of what? The 22nd hour of the day? Because there ain't no way I'm going from the 8th or the 2nd to the 22nd without without uh, AC in Texas. And I work from home. I got on Facebook, Facebook Marketplace. I found a guy to come out within the hour, replaced the $200 part I had AC. That I, I looked. The only place I knew I can find somebody where I can talk to somebody immediately to get somebody to come out and fix it. And I found a guy who did it. That is where service-based companies want to be. Places where people who need help now who are bleeding out. I was bleeding out. I didn't care if it was $200 or $2,000. I didn't care. Come fix it. I got money. That is where you want to be. So, you know, those are, those are things that service-based companies, when you start talking to them like that, they're like, oh, snap, yeah, this our guy. This our guy. Listen, we ain't got to be cute. We ain't got to be all cute with it. Let's make it effective. We'll polish it later. So Yeah. Oh. No, 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 what'd you say? Yeah, that's what I was going to do. I literally had a proposal uh, drafted up because I follow up with them on the 23rd of May of next week. And I was going to suggest like a talking head because that's what it sounds like yeah. um, he wants. So I'll send that if not, then I'll, we can do another call and I can draft up on something else. I'm going to give you another little stuff you can sprinkle on there and put it in your back pocket right now yeah. for, for that job. I'm going to give you another one real quick. Yo, it's, it's heating up. Hey, you need to get in front of everybody. Right now is your time. It's getting hot outside. Air conditioners are breaking right now. Heating and cooling, they're having issues right now. Water heaters are expanding. They're leaking. Air conditioners are breaking because they're using. You need to be up there yesterday because you're missing money right now. On top of all of the yearly maintenance checks, it's time to get your AC looked at because again, you should be pushing that. But you should have been marketing last month. You're behind your, comp- your, com- your competition right now. I must, that's what I'm sprinkling on there. That's the urgency. You're missing money by slow, slow strolling and taking your time and pushing this out. You should look at this proposal today and we need to get on it tomorrow. You're missing money. What area are you in? Uh, Shelby County, Alabama. Oh, yeah, it's hot down there. It's good and hot. It is. <laughs> it's good and hot down there. Yeah. That, that, I'm, putting, I'm putting on some sense of urgency. And if you, you want to stay in that niche, your mm-hmm. calendar April or May, whenever y'all start getting them hot days, you need to make it a hot month on your calendar to go ham on your marketing to reach out to people. Hey, it's time to, it's that time of year. We're getting ready to get hot. Or, hey, it's starting to get cold. It's time to heat up the furnaces. You know when you cut that furnace on the first time, it smell all dusty. You, It's that time of year. So, so you know, you can kind of use that to create urgency for your client. So if you mix urgency with this guy know what the hell he's talking about because everything is making sense. It's going to equal sales like crazy. Get your, get your AC checked before it get hot. If it goes out during the summer, how long will you wait to get your AC get fixed? Yep, sell preventive services. Nathan posted, absolutely right. 
So not only am I selling preventive services, I'm trying to get at the people whose stuff broke. I got a personal friend that's in that's uh in heating and cooling, and I know for a fact he slammed right now. I know for a fact right now he like, dude, it's ramping up. Dude, it's uh we we starting to, we starting to get busy like crazy right now. So that's something I would definitely that that urgency, I'm sprinkling it on his on his on his on his head. I'm letting him know we need to do this yesterday. Thank you, I got it. But yeah, that 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 if you got a service-based industry right now, man, you are you should be shooting you should be shooting video like crazy. They ain't going nowhere. Service-based industry are great niches to have. They got the money. It's competitive. Uh it's it's a great place to be. Up next we got um we got Nathan, bro. Go for it, bro. Yeah. Um got a couple of wins today. Um or the well, this week. Um so two things. A realtor that I've been kind of in talks with just signed a uh a contract to get like a about me video done basically about their their marketing group but or their uh, realty group but she's got like a whole plan for like the next year of different videos she wants to get done so we're getting through this first one but she's already talking to me about like you know what we're going to do in July what we're going to do in August um and it was a nice solid contract you know she has she's one of the premier ones in the area so good budget with that so that was great to have come in and then um, today, out of nowhere, uh, got it's not locked in at all, but we're scoping out uh, a one-day stream for Carhartt. Uh, they've got a an event going on like in June, and they need live streaming for that. So uh, scoping that out right now, that would be huge. That's like a really good label to get uh, or a good logo to get under my belt. So. Absolutely. Fingers crossed that 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 goes through. Uh, I'm not. I'm like part of the talks, but I'm not the originator of the talks. So I'm like trying to be as much because I these guys they're pretty good at like closing, but I I just want to be involved in it because I don't want to lose it because they fuck it up. So um, yeah, just really working on impressing them and getting getting things right with that, and then. Uh, yeah, the company that I was in Montana doing a live stream for, they already are booking the next one and they want to add two people to my crew. Uh, just they were like, we saw what you did. Everything went flawlessly, but you were pushing way too many buttons and we don't want you to have to do that again. So, um, yeah, so they're adding two people to my crew. Um, yeah, so that's obviously budget up for that. Um that's a good we one. don't have a location nailed down yet, but yeah, that was another one that was just like, I'm I'm really trying to win them over because these town hall video, uh, town hall meetings, these live streams, they're they're a good budget, but their big one is like their annual, their annual like state of the union uh, that their company does. That's where like the big money is. They do a lot of pre-produced video content they do a lot of um like on-screen graphics and really really you know worked on motion graphics to where if i could secure that that would be 
that's more of like a six figure sum. So I'm really trying to impress them with these smaller ones. Um, so that when they're like, Oh, do we go with our old person for this? Or do we go with Nathan? He's been kicking out, you know, knocking out of the park. Um, that's, that's the goal right now is just to really win them over, give excellence every time. And so far it's been good, but, um, yeah, just keeping that, that train rolling. So, I like that. um, and then the only other thing I'm really conflicted with this last client, it's a, uh, I think I've mentioned it before on here too, but, uh, it's Oak Brooks polo club. They're like a premier polo team in the Chicagoland area. Last year, the, the client loved the content. He was a lot of it. I outsourced. I just had a shooter go, he shot and edited and I just kind of managed it. Um, but he loved everything, loved the, especially the, like the next day recap of the matches. That's what we were really selling him on. So we would do like a one day turnaround for a 60 second reel or, you know, story, whatever. Um, and they were great too. I mean, it was a good contract, a five figure contract, but, um, just like pulling teeth to get like invoice fulfilled and stuff like that, like hitting them up, like, yo, uh, where are we at with this? It's like three weeks out from what we discussed and just, you know, it wasn't, wasn't a great experience in terms of that. Like we got paid, everything was fine. He called me like excited to go into this season. Like we want to have you there at every match this year and, you know, talking it up, but it's just like little thing, like, I'm working on, I sent him the proposal. He asked to get it, you know, within the same week that we talked, sent it to him the next day, you know, did it through Proposify. Everything was real laid out clear. I did better payment terms this time around, like just laying out, listen, like you got this match here. So the end of that month, we get paid reimbursed for that. This match here, you got three that month, you know, you're going to get invoiced for three and it's due on that date. Um, and he said that was helpful because now he can, I guess, run it through his accounting and he doesn't have to manually do it. He can just send that to them and they'll take care of it. But, um, again, though, this guy is just like, I'm like, Hey, did you get the proposal? I saw that he viewed it obviously. So I know he, I already know the answer, but I'm like, this guy needs to turn off read receipts because he reads the text doesn't reply, didn't reply to the email. And like, I mean, season's starting in like three weeks. So I'm, it's tough because, you know, it's a pretty, it's a pretty hands-off client for me. Once it's signed, I just send the shooter the details of the day and they shoot it, edit it. I deliver it. And, you know, I collect some off the top with that, but um, I'm just, I guess trying to think, uh, so maybe if you've ever dealt with this where it's like, you don't necessarily want to fire the client. Um, I mean, part of me just from a pride standpoint is ready to just be like, fuck you, figure it out. You know, we're not doing it. But, uh, but at the same time, I'm like, uh, it gets my shooter fed, you know, it, it's work he enjoys. It's good for the, good for the like real and all that shit. 
Um, and once it's automated, it, you know, it is, it is money coming in. So I don't know that I necessarily want to fire them, but just kind of, Oh, I got the perfect solution for you. how to, how to, yeah, I got the, I got the, per- I've been there and done it. Uh, most of my shoots now are like that. Most of my shoots now are, let's send the shooter. You eat, I'm going to take my chunk. You good to go. Okay. So this is what you got to do. Um, what I, what I, I like to call this creating incentives for people to do what they're supposed to do, right? So I work these incentives in a lot of different ways. Let me give you an example. Um, and, and this is some things that you, everybody take notes because you can definitely use it. And if you, you may want to implement this in a lot of things, but if you got clients that are a pain in the butt, you definitely want to implement a lot of the things I'm getting ready to tell you. One is I put dates on everything. Things are subject to change. You got to put deadlines and dates on everything. This proposal is only good for seven days. That date, we can only hold it. For you. you got seven days to sign and pay, make a decision, sign and pay so that we can hold that date. Remember, when you're busy, if you're not busy, they're going to they gonna abuse it. You got to be you got to at least appear like I got stuff to do. We have things to do. So I'm putting dates that proposals need to be signed and finished to keep the date and the current cost. That cost is only quoted at today's price. When you call and get car insurance to make you buy now, instead of later, they tell you this, this price is good to the 20th. After that, it's going to go up. More than like, it's going to change. The way the world is, you know it ain't going to get cheaper. It's going to probably go up. So, so I do that. I also put um, hikes on bills that aren't paid on time. If you tell me you got T30, and y'all work off T30, I'm giving you 35 days to make the payment. After that, it's going up 10%. And it will continue to go up 10% every 30 days after that. So I'm I'm not about to chase you for, for, for money you owe me. You just going, if you pay it late, fine by me. I made an extra 10% by just waiting. So I am I am incentivizing people to pay their bill on time by adding to a by adding a late fee, the same thing your bills do with you and I, if your electric bill is late, we're either going to cut it off or we're going to, it's going to cost you more. So be sure that clients up front understand that if bills aren't paid on time, it will cost you more. You can, some people give a discount if they pay it all up front. Some people say, Hey, we take 5% off. If you pay everything before the shoot date. And we can bill you for whatever extra later. Some people do that. I don't do that, but I know that it is work for people. I prefer to give you the price and bill you for being late. Now, there is no law that stipulates what that could be. I'm sure there are things in place, depending on where you are, to say you can't charge 30%, you know, but you can get, you can go pretty steep with, with that bill. And for whatever reason, and then I'm going to tell you this by experience, for whatever reason, you have to go to small claims court to get your money and all of this is in your contract. They sign off on it. That judge going to say, hey, bro, you owe it. You owe that extra $3,000 or whatever extra. Make sure it's in your contract and it's upfront and it's in your proposal. Put put more. We're, we're laxed on due dates and upchart. You got to be more aggressive with it um, by saying, hey, this this proposal is only good for seven days. You know, we're busy. If you want us to hold those dates, we need to know and be paid ASAP. I don't care if you want the date, money talks. 
You want to tell me to hold that date? Tell me when to check. Um, unless it's a big client or a client that I've worked with a lot and I know and I love them and I get it. If Raising Cane's called me up and said, we need you out here Saturday, we'll cut you the check next week. Cool. Raising Cane's have never been late on money. They've cashed checks. Any of the companies that I've worked for, I'm not going to say all of them, but there are some that I've worked for consistently, like Haverty's is one of our big clients. They can take their time paying the check because they've paid me 200 times. But clients that I either have an issue with or you're new, I got to treat you like you have bad credit. Treat every client like they, they have bad credit because they do until they've earned it with you. So add incentives to make sure that I'm going to go over a proposal got to be signed within a certain amount of time. And my, my incentive is we, or we can't guarantee that date. You got to remove the, and, and this is something that I faced as well, especially when I first got started, you got to remove the, I don't want to lose this job side of you, right? Cause it's a little bit of fear. It makes you, it gives them the advantage if you feel like they're a big company and I want their money and I'm, and I'm trying to do what I got to do to please them, they will respect you more as a business. If you, and I don't want to say be an asshole, but businesses have deadlines. If they work with Walmart, they're not going to do this. So treat me like you would treat Walmart. That's why I'm presenting a brand and it's difficult if they know you as a person. That's why I don't never present as a person. We're Flash Film Media. I am a project manager of Flash Film Media. We have deadlines. We got a whole building full of attorneys as well, if you want to assume on your own. But I'm going to present myself so big that that's what you think, that we have a building full of attorneys that's ready to eat this up. But since they know they're not dealing with a one-man band or one person, they're looking at me as a big brand you're going to automatically get that respect. That's why I say always talk in French. That's why I'm wee, wee, wee. Because when you deal with companies and they know that you are another company, they won't make you, usually when you, they know that you're a person, they, they don't, they'll just take their time. Like you'll get it when you get it. You, the same way you do your guy who cut your grass. I pay you when I pay you, bro. What you going to do? <laughs> Not cut my grass? Like, you know what I'm saying? So, but, but, you know, True Green, who lay down the, the fertilizer, you're going to pay them on time. Your electric company that provides you with power, you're going to pay them on time. Your car insurance company, you're going to pay them on time. So you may have to, one, make sure you're presenting yourself as we. Two, make sure you build in deadlines or incentives to make people pay on, sign early, pay on time. That can be discounts. Or that can be extra charges, but make sure they are in place with every level of your company from the proposal stage to the final bill stage to we charge you more. If we send you a questionnaire so that we can write your your script and it's not done at the date that we said it, we charge you for that. You're going to pay extra because now I got to bring my writer, which me and you know is chat GPT in on his day off to write your script last minute because you didn't finish the paperwork. So somebody got to pay for that. And it's not going to be me. I'm not eating extra labor charges because you were lazy and you dragged your feet and you didn't take this serious. Cause people get you, they'll be down for it and even pay a deposit and just think you're supposed to do everything. No, we got, we, we got work that we need you to do. So that's one thing I would do is I would, 
um, I would include more incentives as far as in every aspect of your, you know, pre-production, production, post-production. Just like if you go over with, if you're on set and you're on set for four hours and it take you six, you're going to charge them extra. In pre-production, if my pre-production is supposed to be 10 days and it charge and we go 12, it's going to, I'm going to charge you for it. Post-production, you keep making revisions. I'm going to charge you for it. When you pay me, if you late on paying me, I'm going to charge you for it. Now, it may seem like a lot, nickel and dime and nitpicking. And go look at the airlines. They got a fee for everything. Everything. They got a fee for your bag being a certain weight. They got a fee to sit by the window. They got a fee to sit by the aisle. They charge you to pick a seat or you can wait and let them pick your seat. And y'all would have probably picked the same seat. But you pay, you know what I'm saying? So don't don't feel bad about those are just incentives so that they can have an itinerary to know who's sitting where they can guess what the weight of the luggage will be in their total, their total payload capacity. That's all. They just want to get it before they take off. They may look at the paperwork and say, we need a bigger plane. They may look at the paperwork and say, we need a smaller plane. So, you know, those, that, that just gives them the comfort of doing, you know, of doing business. Um, and you need that as well on your end. So I would make sure that I would, uh, you know, add incentives to make things move forward. Um, I do still question yeah, cause... from Marco about me using oh, a copywriter. I, I still use a copywriter. I just use a lot more chat GPT than I, than I used to, but go ahead, bro. Would you say anything? Oh, no, I was just going to say, cause it, it, it's already this year too. Like I was talking to him like, yeah, what dates do you want covered? I'll try to line someone up and he's already changed them once or twice. And I'm just like, I, I am at the point. Cause I mean the, the contract for the whole year is like what I got on one of these live streams. I'm ready to just like, you know, go, go find the next schmuck sort of thing. But I, at the same time, I'm like, I'm going to give this guy one more chance. Cause it's you, you pretty much in the bag. It's just, you're going to run into this problem over and over again. It's just, it's just the cost of doing yeah. business. Like you, so, so, but to nip it in the bud is, is, is to put play, you know, put placeholders in place to make sure it happens. There, there's people that don't pay their bills, not because they don't have the money, but because they forget. Sometimes I do that. Like you just forget to pay it. Like, ah, it's just due on the toilet. So I don't want to pay an extra $2 or whatever that me, me worried about that extra money will make my ass remember to pay this bill. And a lot of people work that way. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, but if there is, if there is no consequence for dragging my feet, taking my time, I'm going to do it. Some people are just procrastinators like that. So you have to either make money off having to do either. I'm going to be richer because I got to do last minute stuff because you procrastinate or, or this incentive is going to cause you not to procrastinate. Either way, it's a win-win for me. And not a lose for me. Now I don't hate this client. I know that this client got quoted for a five hundred dollar job, but because they late as hell, it's gonna be a fifteen hundred dollar job. Yay me! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I got clients like that. That's how you had me whistle into the bank the other week, Luke. I told Luke the same thing last week on a client and the pushback. You're gonna have to pay this, or you ain't getting that. And what they do, Luke? Oh yeah, they paid it. Yeah, no, they paid it. They paid it right away. And they apologized. That was the other part is like, if you want people to respect you, you, you need to stand your ground yep. because then they'll go back and read the shit they signed and they'll be like, oh, ooh, 
Yeah, uh, no. My a, bad. A lot I of this comes from our fear of losing a client. Yeah. And and we make a, we do a lot of we make a lot of bad moves because we're a small company and we are in fear of losing a client. You got to say you 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 got to you got to throw that out the window. It's it's my it's I it's my rules. Get down or lay down. This is what it's going to be. Yep. And you think you're going to lose them, but you don't it doesn't seem like you do that often you know what i mean maybe one out of like 20 or something but not nearly as many as you think you're gonna lose the the rest will respect right you. it makes it easier too that like i'm ready to yeah. i'm i'm okay losing you know what i mean like that makes it a little bit easier because now i'm just like all right either shit or get off the can you know let's go and, and they're gonna turn around because we're, we're here be triple on time next time like they're gonna turn around and move forward and have everything in place early i've had clients mm-hmm. go from my worst to my best when i implemented these safeguards definitely yeah and, yeah and, yeah no that's that's good no what you say Oh no! I just said I just said that's good. I, I'm also like the o- the only thing that like is having me wanting to kind of keep them is they're I think another one of those that they could benefit from a live stream of their of their matches. They just they're not there yet, but they're trying to get like back to being on coverage for like the U.S. Polo Association and getting more of that. And I'm like, well, there's a great way to show proof of concept, and that's up your stream from like they've got a single camcorder on a 30 foot pole that's blowing in the wind and like i've got to solve for that but they're they're just not there yet they're not seeing the seeing the value so and another thing i want to say too is is guys and this is something that man if you don't take nothing away from today's accountability meeting take Understand that you are there to write a prescription, not sell a drug, not a one-size-fit-all drug. You want video? Here. Evaluate what they do. Learn more about their company. I, like when, you, when they hire you to do something and you ask a lot of questions, that adds more value to what you offer because you care. You care. You want to learn. You want to write the proper prescription. If you go in and see a doctor and you like, my head hurt, can I get Tylenol? And, and he say, here. And you leave. Did the doctor really do a good job? The doctor should have been saying, what kind of headaches? Do we need to run this CAT scan? Do we need to do MRIs? Like, how serious is this? How often do you, like, now you feel like your doctor care. They may write you a totally different prescription based off learning about your problem. Now you value that relationship with that doctor. Now you trust what they say because they take the, they took the time to really understand and learn about your problem. So if a client tells you, I need a video to help bring people in the door, dig deeper and find out what their true pain point is. Don't just say, okay, we could shoot that. The last guy said that and he spit out a price and they didn't like the price. So they called you. So dig deep to find out what the true problem is and then write a prescription for that problem. I know you said you want a TikTok video with this, this, and this, but after listening to some of the problems that you're having and understanding who your target audience is, I would highly suggest we do this. Wow, I never thought about that. So you mean, so you're right. My 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 audience is 50. They're probably not on TikTok like this. My audience do like this. They're probably not. 
Dang, I never thought about that. So you said if we do that, we'll have a better chance of reaching our audience? Absolutely. We, we create content for all age ranges. We know that this content performs well with this age range compared to what you were asking for. You were asking for MTV. You know, M MTV ain't going to work for people that are homeowners and over 50. They want CNN. They want Fox News. They want something that old people watch news all day long. You ever go to your grandpeople's house and they watch the news every day? All day long, just a talking head and some B-roll. If I'm reaching an older audience, I'm giving them that. They respond to that. Young folks don't watch the news. We catch it in the, on a timeline somewhere. We catch a tweet. Uh, unless know? it's time for your grandma's soaps. Right. She'll watch the soaps. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But if it's a special report coming on, it can be the weather. They be in. like da -da 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 -da. So, it, you, But you got to, as a creative, you need to, these are things that you need to know what works for what target audience and that and these are the prescriptions you need to write for your client but to do that you have to be open this is why niche is so important because you can't do this for every <laughs> niche but you can definitely do it for yours and you you gotta you gotta be able to ask these questions and and make the the client think past the level that they see the problem at you know what I'm saying? When you when you go in and you say, I got a bald tire, tire rack, help me. What's up with this? And they go and look at your wheel alignment and say, well, your tie rods are out. That's why your wheel is, oh, I never thought about that. So, yeah, we can get you a new wheel, but it's not going to fix the problem. We suggest getting your tie rod fixed, getting a wheel alignment, then replacing the wheel. So now you just turned a $100 client into an $800 client. You truly solved their problem. They're happy. You're happy. You got a client for life because because if you sell them a tire and they leave and that brand new tire wear on the inside and they go some to Firestone and Firestone put that car on the jack and say you needed a wheel alignment. Why would they sell you a tire and you don't have a wheel alignment? You just going to cut through this tire. You just wasted money. Now they feel stupid and they're never going to go to you again. Now Firestone got a client for life. So be that be that 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 company that put that car up on a lift and look at it and say, well, let me, let me learn more about what you've done in the past and what you're trying to do so that I can write the proper prescription. Don't just say, yeah, here go a tire. Yeah. We sell tires. You need a new tire here. Understand why they need a new tire so that you can write the proper prescription. And guess what? You when they say, I never thought about a tie rod. What is that? Come here. Let me show you. You ever have a good mechanic to show you? Look, look at this under here. You see how that's shaking? That ain't supposed to be shaking. Like, wow, this guy know what he's talking about. Instead of a mechanic that don't show you nothing, they just, you know, they see 10 other things broke and they don't even tell you about it. They just get your little $20 from you, send you back on a road, and now your tie rod break on your brand new tire. And you're like, I, they just had my car in the air. They didn't see this. So those are things that, as a company, we, we got to definitely work on when you're talking to clients. And that's why I said, when you got that niche down, and, and you may not walk in the door good at this. This is cool. You may walk in the door and be like, I don't know where to start. But as you work with the same niche over and over again, you'll get it. You, you, you know, you'll know what worked for them and didn't work for them and problem they had. And you can talk to your current client. Like, we just work with a guy who was having the same issue. We did X, Y, and Z, and now his sales are triple. Oh, really? 
Now, you know, but I know you, you, you know, last year your budget was 500. These guys are spending 6,000 a month, but they're getting X, Y, and Z from it. It'll make them go back and, and add more money to it. Just like if you came in with $50 for a tire and the guy saying we, a tire won't do. If I put a new tire on here, you're going to have the same problem. We got to address the tie rod. I know you ain't got the money, but when you get the money, you're going to run right back to them and get it all fixed. It's going to be on your mind. It's going to be the first thing you do. So we got to be better at writing prescriptions and not handing out drugs. And that's a, a weird analogy, but you get it uh, when it comes to working with clients. So it's just, 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 just tweaking how you think about working with the client um, will help you maximize their budget and sometimes spend more than what they had in mind. Like you want to, you know, you can call that client up on a Tuesday and be like, Hey, we, I was working with another client. We did X, Y, and Z. Have you guys done that? I never thought about that. Come on in. Now I went from no client this week to a client this week because they trust you. It's like if your doctor called you and be like, Hey, we got you on this drug, but this new drug came out. We want to switch you because the side effects are less. I knew last time you came in, you were going through this, that, and the other. The side effects to this new drugs is a whole lot less. We want to bring you back in so we can test your vitals and then put you on this drug. You'll be like, okay, see you tomorrow. You won't even fight it. You won't even, he do, he upselling you and you feel like it's customer service. So you got to work on being that for your client. We're just, you know, we're providing cinematic solutions. So sorry I went long-winded on that, but I want to make sure everybody got it and understood just how to think about these opportunities that we have working with clients that have these issues. Um, I know Josh was up next. Josh, go for it, bro. I'll give him a, sec a second to uh, unmute Josh and Neil Rodney. We'll give him a second. He got his hand up if he's still by his phone, Joshua. Yes, still by my phone. There Man, you go, it's, brother. It's crazy. <laughs> Sorry about that. So, uh, guys, how's it going? Joshua again, a uh, pretty new member. I try to keep it simple, but I do want to say something um, that I think um, I think is very applicable to, to what you guys are talking about. So for some odd reason, you know, um, I'm just trying to get in the head of my client and want to understand how they think. So I was like, yo, what would a person who needed video production look for on the web? Well, there's a ton of information, as you probably can assume, but I think this is going to really, really hit home. Basically, I looked up this one thing, and this article was like giving a client who, basically giving a business owner step-by-step -step guide to how, and I'm reading from, hiring a video production company, The Buyer's Guide. And it goes through a lot of stuff, but one thing, and it was just like, wow, and this is what I want to share. It says, most video companies don't understand how to wait they don't understand wait i lost it sorry basically it was saying they don't understand they know how to make videos but they don't understand the client you do and this is what the article was telling a business owner most video production companies don't understand um your client you have to tell them and you have to do basically a pre-production all this basically so Unfortunately, when I hear that, and I wish I could say it verbatim, um, basically there are people out there who are telling business owners that a video production company doesn't have the knowledge and skill set to understand your clients that you're trying to serve. 
and on this call, it's like we may be having to educate clients who've had past experiences with basically getting sold a drug and not a prescription. And it's like, hey, you know, I'm business A. I'm coming to one of you all for my problem. And I've already been scarred. I've been hurt by people who just made me videos and left. So I'm going to tell you I'm, what's so perfect about that. I'm, I love that. That is why I tell you all to get a niche and brand yourself after that niche. It instantly says, you know, this industry, you are the subject matter of this industry compared to the video guy who's saying, I do everything. That is what happens when you run into video guy that do everything and dental media Inc or, or whatever. That is the, that is the difference. If I got to choose between the guy who do everything and the guy who has branded himself to be a subject matter expert in my field, this is why that guy wins every single time. Simply by branding yourself to work in that niche. What, what you read is so true. because so I've ran into so many clients that deal with videographers and photographers that do everything. And they come in here talking about pretty pictures and how I'm going to make pretty pictures for your business, but they don't know your industry enough to know what is valuable and what is not. So important. I, I what like I that. do is oh, no, go for I'm going to put the article Please because it really brings, it brings a lot of insight to what a business owner might be thinking. Cause this, this person who wrote this, their business and they're trying to help clients find video production for their business. And when you read it, it's just like, man, that's not right. But it's like, but where do they get that information from? And it might be, and this is a marketing company. And the article basically is just saying that, you know, video production companies aren't marketing companies. But the way we're approaching it, it's like, no, we're subject matter. We can do that too. So long story short, it just sounds like, you know, there's going to have to be a, um, a level of education that has to happen. But like, like I said, the... The knowing the niche um, is really, I'm trying to move my phone back, but um, yeah, so I really encourage you to read it because it'll kind of like, it made my mouth drop because it was like, maybe they are right. And then um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say this one thing and I'm going to let y'all read the rest of it. It says, oh man, it kind of made me feel bad, um, but it was like, um, sorry. Basically, they were saying more than likely, you're not going to get a top video um, production company, they're going to be middle of the road and, you know, you just got to watch them. And I would believe that they're not just saying this because this is a company who's writing this. This is probably after some research. So like I said, just go back and look at it. It might be worth your time. Yeah, um, post it, post but, it in the chat. Yeah. I think, did it, did it go to everybody? I'm sometimes I'm bad at the zoom stuff, but just let me know. If no, it it's, isn't. it's not, um, no, you seen it just to me by mistake, bro. I sent you a message. Oh. You're good. Could you could you help me out? Because I'm I'm not good at Zoom. Man. I got you. I'm, I got I'm, you. I'll send it out to everybody right now. I got so you. I appreciate it. Post it real mm -hmm. quick because it's something I want to look at, and and I want to. It, it speaks to something that was said earlier. I wait for Roddy to post it. Man, that's a long link. Okay, let me copy. Hold it. on, I messed up. I hit some of my mistake. There it is kind of long. I'm not. I'm not good at stuff like this. Okay, so I put a Bitly link in there too. Okay, so so let me talk about this ad, or not this ad, but this blog. So remember how I said you need to catch people depending on where they are in the buying stage? 
So this article is designed to catch business owners early in the buying stage who are like, I think I need video. I don't know what I need video for. So this is this is why this is why company websites have blogs. You think it's just so people can write what they like and blah, blah, blah. Blogs are just articles that are SEO friendly and they are designed to catch people in different parts of the buying stage. I guarantee you somewhere in this, maybe towards the end, they have themselves listed as an authority on one of the steps you need to take to hire a video production company, right? They have themselves listed as an authority. This, this article is designed to teach you while also planting them in your head as an authority. That's why these are so important. And your company should be creating content like this to help plant yourself as an authority. So uh, they got a free, here they go right here. Free download, video production, RFP workbook. Helpful guide for the yeah, entire video production yeah. buyer's journey from research to closing the perfect vendor. To download that, yeah. you probably got to enter information, email address. Yep. Yeah, did. So they're did, using yeah. this information to grow their email list. And now they have an email list full of business owners who are considering content for their company. Now they can go to a company like mine and sell them that list. Or charge me to have access to that list. Oh, because they're a B2B video agency, video ad agency. So it works perfect. So the information is still valid, but I also want you to see why they've created this. Because it right. catches the user at, at the beginning stages of the buying process and how you should be using this in your business as well. Maybe you create a guide on what not to do on set or the top 10. And this is why, it's, again, I'm going to punch you with the throat again with this. You can't do this if you service everybody. You can own this works when you have a demographic, a niche, a target audience to speak to. This is, I don't want to call it propaganda because it's not that. But uh, when I was in the military, I was in psychological operations, which was changed to MESOC, right? You would be surprised at how many leaflets or pamphlets or information they use to win wars. So, like, I'll give you an example. Vietnam, um, all, my, all my granddaddies and great uncles that was in Vietnam that was going through the, through the bush with their weapon, usually one of the only black guys on their squad or had a squad full of black guys would hear loudspeakers to say, hey, soul brother, this ain't your war. Why are you listening to the white man? Come on, join us. Come on, join us. We got all these beautiful Vietnamese women. We're going to give you your own farm, whatever. We're going to give you the world. You go over there, your butt going to get shot and strangled. But for a person that's in the bush, that's tired of being here, that want to go home, that, that stuff started to sound good. Started to sound good. That's They also, the Vietnamese also told their own people that if America gets you, they're going to mangle you and do all kind of stuff. So people would rather jump off a cliff than to be a POW of war, or they would rather fight to the death. It's all information. Information has won and lost wars. Information Cri wins and loses most wars, most I major wars and minor wars. Absolutely. So. so having information to catch you earlier in the buying process reminds you why they are 
the company, they plant themselves as an authority. And as you continue to look, you keep seeing them, they must be the guys. So this is why it's so important to understand the client buying process. They are using this to create a list that they're going to market to. Would you say, Luke? I also wanted to point out from the chat, Micah had pointed out that they have a clause in there that says, be careful of any video production company that retains sole ownership of your footage. It should all be work for hire with rights retained by your company. Exactly. That was very interesting for them to put in there because they've, they're positioning themselves as like, we do this and it's the right thing. There's no real right or wrong. You know what I mean? Like, but they're positioning as like, Hey, this is what we do. And it's the right thing. And other people do this other thing that isn't the right thing. Um, But yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I also think it's really interesting how a lot of people are offering work for hire to their clients without knowing it. Um, without like reading or really like understanding what exactly they're offering. And it's like, you don't have to do that. Like major corporations will pay independent contractor. They don't need it to be work for hire. They just need to be guaranteed access to it. Like if they get it, most of them don't care who owns it. And if they care who owns it, they're usually willing to pay for it. Absolutely. There's a section that says this workbook We'll walk you through the process from initial Google search. Um, yes, you still may have to search there to, to creating an RFP to narrowing down your choices. Now, the average person is like, what is an RFP? They do that on purpose. So right. you can download it to find out. I, I should have an RFP if I'm a higher video production company. It's some stuff they made up. Just like, you know, you'll see a mouthwash commercial and they're like, do you have gingivitis? What is gingivitis? My doctor never said nothing about it. To prevent it, you need Listerine. You go out and buy Listerine trying to fight gingivitis, and you find out that it really wasn't a medical term up until recently, up until Listerine. Find made. out that Listerine made up the term. Gingivitis. Gingivitis. Absolutely. To yep. sell mouthwash, and then yep. you're like, wait, what? And it's like they funded the studies. They did everything. Like, they made that a condition that it wasn't before, so... And if you notice this company, Umalt or Umalt, whatever, they, what they do is they connect video production companies to people who are looking for video production for their business. They are the middleman. They sit in the middle and collect a check by just connecting two people together. That is what they do. Get, get a B2B video your prospects will love. That's their landing page. That is all they do. So... Yeah. They have great stats on their page, uh, but that's so they've caught you early in the buying process or catch a person early in the buying process. They put themselves down as an authority. And then they bring you back to them to find the video production company because you're so scared to death to go find out, look on Google. You say, look, I'm just going to go through y'all because y'all know what y'all doing and you pay whatever they say. And it looks like they low-key take the video production company's work, wrap in a clause where they can promote themselves with it, and then pass off it. And they're like, it's work for hire. We don't own it either. But like in the process of doing that, they've created a portfolio without ever shooting a video. Like I bet they don't own a single camera. They've never shot a video. But their portfolio looks like they have a big production company. And it only looks that way because they hired big production companies got them to sign a contract that basically put them in a corner. And then we're like, oh yeah, and by the way, the contract says we could use it as promoted as our work as well. So yep. yeah. Look, yep. look at Luke, their process. This is, oh, sorry. No, I said, look at their, I posted a link to our process. Step one, step yeah. two, step three. 
Take a look at it when you get time. Uh, this is actually this is actually a subjective uh, puff piece, as as I mentioned uh, before. And news local news stations uh, used to get busted for doing these all the time. Where you can literally pay a local news station, and they'll do a puff piece story, and then you can come on to that news station, and they will quote unquote interview you as the SME. Okay as a subject matter expert. Yep. So now there's, I mean, and most people trust the news because they think that they're objective. They're still doing and it. There's a lot of places out there that are still doing that yep, they're for still cost. I was going to say my local stations still do that all the time, bro. Like so, they sell it. It's a package. I could pull up the um, yep. price sheet. Of so, it. Like, so real quick, let me just break down. A, for those who are listening, the website is umault.com. It's a B2B video ad agency. But for those who may have never seen that, let me just break down the dummy version of that. You can go to your local, local news station. You can pay us some odd amount of six or $7,000. They'll run a story on you and interview you. So they'll make it seem like it's the equivalent of a press release, but video. So they'll make it seem like this new donut shop is taking over down here in downtown. So we, we heard about it. So now we're going to go down there and see what the hype is all about. They get one of their reporters who bite into a donut. We love it. We got the owner. Tell us about it. And you've paid to be there to market your donut shop. But they'll spin it like, we're hearing so much about this damn donut shop. We had to come down here ourselves and check it out. But you've yep. paid for that placement. A lot of local stations still do that. So when you see them feel good stories about new business owner opening, know that they are paid placement. We just, again, because it's on the news, we don't question it. Nope. Doesn't mean that you can't do it yourself. Absolutely. And there's a lot. Oh, anybody can. Anybody with the cash can do it. And also, there's a lot of other options. Like, you can be involved in charity stuff through your local stations. Yep. Like, call them up. They got lots of options. You know what I mean? If that's your target audience, your target audience watches the news. If they think that's an authority, then, you know, it's not extremely cheap but it's relatively cheap like if you're gonna if you're gonna build a three hundred thousand a year business off of it it's relatively cheap to get to do that i was quoted about Even five thousand dollars one time to be on an abc yeah. show but it was one of them shows that came on like saturday morning it was like a you know it wasn't super popular but it was one of the shows that was like a saturday morning or a late night show they wanted about five thousand dollars and they were gonna run two stories yep and even if it's not your uh, consumer base that you're marketing it to, it becomes, you can literally take it and put it as a feather in your hat. And then you take the, the story itself, you load it onto your website like it's a testimonial. And you can have that as seen on Fox, ABC, on your website. I, I can show you guys a cheaper way to do it, which you can go through Fiverr. But when you see people posting all of that as seen in what they did was a press release that automatically go out through AP websites, automatically pull it and repost it on their website. And now you can say that, but, but that's another way you can end scene on NBC or whatever. Just like people pay to get on shark tank. A lot of people don't know that. Wow. Yeah, I know people think shark tank is like a merit thing. And I'm like, uh, have you ever like Googled like shark tank side up? There's a fee. Like you think that's whatever. <laughs> Yeah, one of our local companies went on Shark Tank recently, and like everybody was all, "Oh wow, they must be doing great." And I'm just like, "Oh god, okay, you can, yeah." You okay. can definitely use it as a promotional. It's a great place to promote a business. 
they may not think is a good idea, but if you got a business that's up and running and y'all selling stuff on the website, it's not a bad place to get in front of people. Hey, we got these warm socks. It's warmsocks.com. And they're like, uh, I don't know, this for me. Pass. You still can get a lot of publicity from being in front of that audience. Especially, I feel like you can get publicity from like people who are looking to angel invest and stuff like that. All that sort of like private more private investor sort of situation they probably will see you on there versus like on nbc or whatever more likely (gasps) and just because the sharks don't want to invest in it doesn't mean it's a good idea they just may not understand it i've seen plenty of things that they they turned down ring doorbell i just posted a video the other day on my on my facebook page they told ring doorbell his idea was dumb ring household name right now they turned down Mint Mobile. They turned down a bunch of like there were a bunch of people who went on there and ended up. There's publicly traded companies at Fortune 500s right now that went on Shark Tank and they're just like, nah, get out. And they're like, okay, yeah. Who's going on a big camera in front of their door? Nobody wants that. Amazon wanted it. They spent three billion for it. Well, hopefully, um, I didn't mean to make y'all get no, too far I, off topic. My bad. No, Josh, that's that perfect. Was, uh, that's perfect timing. I love it. Bring this every week. Yeah, it just like I'm really starting to focus on like my client. And I gotta be honest with you, like when I first started, man, the business side, I was like, yeah, I want to go into business because I ain't gonna lie, I want to make money. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. But like as I drill down into this and like listen to the courses and just kind of really kind of reading books, it's like, man, if you if you have a passion to really help people, you know what I'm saying, then they're gonna see that. And if you actually not only have a passion, but if you really deliver and really add value, then the money is going to be there. So it's like, it really is challenging me to not be so money focused first, even though money is important. It's just, it's challenging me to, to really be like, listen, why, who, why, if you, if you bring in value and I'm talking about like some serious value, wouldn't you want to pay for it? And it's just like, so that's just, it's been Put money just first. trying to get into it's, that. It ain't, don't feel bad about putting money first. Don't feel bad. I don't care how talented of a football player you are. When you get to the league, you want to get paid. Put money first. Yeah. Everything for you to for you to chase this passion, it costs money. Don't be don't be afraid to put the money first. Canon Canon ain't giving you a camera because they love photography. They selling you a camera. And don't let the business gurus tell you that they don't put money first because they fucking do. They do. Definitely. They fucking do, dude. They're they're always putting their money first. Like Every day of the week, that's that's what you're learning from. Yeah, go because ta- passion is like talent. You can get somebody that's talented. Business is the work ethic. Business is I'm gonna go to practice every day. I'm gonna learn the plays. I'm gonna read the playbook. I'm gonna run the routes. Talent is just your ability to catch with one hand. Somebody who right. work hard can outwork somebody with talent. So, so under, like, we all know that there's value in what we do, but understanding how to articulate that value to a paying client is where people miss. By understanding that, you can live a life doing what you, because you can afford to be passionate and do whatever you want to do. Freedom, the freedom of getting paid your true value means, yeah, I can go shoot a boring headshot for you, and then I got all this money to go shoot the most crazy passion project I want to shoot. If I want to go to Antarctica and shoot polar bears, I can afford it. Right. I can't afford it if I'm just chasing passion. Get what you're worth and go do what you love to do. And people will take advantage of passion. You're listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast.
people take advantage of your passion, but they'll never take advantage of your business knowledge. They'll never take advantage of like, I don't want to call it cunning because that's not the idea. Like the idea is to do the right thing and get paid correctly for what, for doing the right thing, for doing it right the first time. But people will take advantage of the person who's passionate. They will not take advantage of the person who's like, I have, this is my process and this is my wall. And in order to open this gate, you have to pay. And I don't care what you say. We're not opening the gate. I don't care that you're bleeding out. Like, um, I also think a problem is this a lot. And this is something that I I've had the ability to do. And I, this is, you can write this down. This is just a super gem alert. I'll put the graphic on the screen for you and everything. Get your notepads ready. A lot of you have not seen firsthand what content do for businesses. Let me say it again. A lot of you have not seen firsthand what content do for businesses. You have not seen, in your mind, you have a value on the content you created. You've never sat back and seen the dollar amount it actually pulled in. Nothing will make you, and I'm going to say this as bluntly as I would tell anybody, nothing will make you want to get your shit together faster than seeing a video that made a company three, four, five million dollars and you got to leave here and order off the dollar menu. You got bills that ain't paid. You riding in a decent car and you just watched a video you spent one week on by yourself with no help. Bring a company eight, nine, ten million dollars. And you got to go, you ever see that meme with a dude putting on makeup and at the end he a clown? That's how you feel. He just putting on one at a time. And by the end of the video, he in a whole clown outfit. When you see what your content is capable of, see you, most people don't get to see that. They hand it off. They, when you get to see the millions or hundreds of thousands or money your content brings in, there's no way you're willing to just do it for free anymore. That passion stuff is out the window. I need my bread because you just made 300,000 off me. And this is the 80th video I've done for y'all. When I watched that fortune 500, get a fucking get the go on their fucking government contract. That's worth like eight, nine figures off something that I did in one day. I was just like, Oh, okay. That's, that's how this works. That's why this costs what it costs. That's why the industry standard is what it is, because it's like, it's like, dude, do you see how much you guys can make off us? Of course we could charge you like 20, 30, 50,000. Like, dude, you're going to go make 10 million. Shut up. You know what I mean? This month. And I think, I think because of that disconnect, content creators are, they don't, they, they miss that. Like they want to put money to the side and, you know, all you get to see is the passion that you had enjoying, you know, making it. The truth is that business and any business that you work with, if you B2B, they're profiting heavily off of this content. Photos, and how much stuff have you bought on Amazon because you've seen a picture of it? Would you buy anything off Amazon if you didn't see the picture? That alone should tell you. How many times have you seen a picture of a car and it brought you in a dealership? How many times do you go to McDonald's and still look at the menu to see the picture of the cheeseburger? That you saw this picture 50,000 times, but now they got video and they got the Coca-Cola bottle filling up and the 
sit now. I want to. So content brings companies a boatload of money that we just we don't see because we're so wrapped in the passion. Screw that. I know this picture of this Coca Cola is gonna make you a billion dollars, McDonald's. I'm not saying you need to put a B on my check, but you need to put an M on that bad boy. You need to put a, a hundreds of thousands. You need to straight. You need to straighten me out. I know my worth. That's knowing your worth. And people don't understand the equity behind content. They're not. It's not one thing anymore. It's equity. You've created a property that you need to be compensated for as long as that property is in use. It ain't a one-time thing. You're not getting paid to hit a picture, hit a button. You're not getting paid to record something. You're creating a living, breathing property that is going to be of value and bring in a certain amount of dollar to that business. You need to be compensated for that. And if you don't understand that, you will get robbed and mistreated and abused because it's not their job to train you on that they like you stupid and dumb and getting little they love that that's more profit for them yeah it's not their job to make you smart it's their job to keep you dumb right like you wonder who's out here telling you if you look at the top 10 people that are out here telling you to follow your passion and where their money comes from you'll just stop you'll just you'll just cut your shit like you'll just be like all right everything i think this woo woo shit i think i know is a fucking lie it's all a lie like it, it's all a marketing technique for mu- for giant corporations and giant agencies to keep people at the bottom of this pyramid, because if they don't stay at the bottom, ain't nobody going to do the work for higher work. Like they need you at the bottom to do the work for higher work. And everybody who walks out of that ends up at the top with them. And then they're just like, shh, shut up. Don't yeah. you, don't you tell them, There's don't a- you tell them. There's a big difference between shooting for passion and $28,000 V-Raptors. Well, I'm shooting for love. How y'all spending $28,000 on the camera? Where's the, it's a gap. It's a gap between, it's a big gap between. $50,000 Airy Mini LF. I love this. This is fun. This is my passion. It makes me feel good. And somebody saying, let me get 10 of them Airy Alexas with the cases. Y'all just spent a million dollars on how being when is making money for fucking, a reason when netflix go to fucking germany to have airy engineer custom lens kits for each of their shows and then they just take them and airy's just like okay <laughs> like you could have it it's like it's a lot of money and it's in go if you ever been to bnh for those that went to nab we we was more boost than we could see it was we didn't have we couldn't get to everything you can't get to everything in four days they need to make the event a whole week it's three huge buildings of companies that's selling uh, half-million-dollar LED screens, and you're like, who can afford this? The people that's worried about business can afford it. The people that's worried about passion can go over to the Insta360 booth and get you a $600 camera. But the people that's worried nah, about I, business is getting this $600,000 crane. Yes, I was going to say, can I tell them what the crane guy said? Yeah, yeah. We asked the crane guy, can we buy one of these techno cranes? And he looked at us and he said, not really, no. <laughs> he's like, probably not. And then we're all but like, how much? And he's like, the little one's like 800000 The baby one's like 600000 He's like, the big one, we don't really sell them, we rent them, but like i don't know 2 million or something he's like you got you you got a requisition order for 2 million like we could do business 
And we're just like, oh, <laughs> for a fucking crane, there ain't even shit on it. It's just a crane it's and a controller. A uh, you know, I'm, you know me. You ain't gonna, I ain't gonna punk me. I'll take two. When can I get them? <laughs> if you can't deliver them today, I don't want them. Well, that's that's bad on your part. I was gonna take two of them. Hurry up, guys. Let's get out of here. Let's move. Let's move. Let's move. Look at Carlos say, "I saw this firsthand." All right, guys, carry on. They can't just, give me two. I was gonna mention. Uh, I was gonna mention that uh, I, I got a beta client, and um, yeah, it's feeling pretty good. I think I actually have two more, and they're kind of different areas. I was listening to module one, so I'm I'm feeling. Feeling good, um, but I know with every, you know, next step, there's always some challenges. But, um, yeah, I think got my beta client. Yeah. That's I dope. think I got two. So we're going to see where it goes. That's dope. Yeah. I like to hear that. And y'all, listen, y'all feel free to jump in. Don't don't worry about I'm not the type of host that's mad. If you got something to say, come on, jump. You know what I'm saying? Don't, you know, except Marcus. Except Marcus, not Marcus. Everybody but Marcus. Uh, You know, the yeah. Like like Tyrone, your name Tyrone. You can jump in whenever, bro. Just, you know, All right. Just, well, just, you now, since you gave me permission, there you go. You see what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> I've been, Micah, go I've been working my sales process right. So I I do a two call sales close, two close, whatever. I I talk to people twice, and that first call is just me asking them a whole bunch of questions. What do you need? What are your problems? Where are you now financially? And where do you want to be? And then then after I get all of that information, then I say, okay, I'm going to go and talk to my team. And you know, I ain't got a team. I like but that. I'm like, That's what I'm yeah. talking about. We. <laughs> I'm going to go, I'm going to go talk to the team and see if we can help you. I'm interested in helping you, but let me check with the team to make sure this is something we want to do. And, you know, I pick a date, I schedule. And then when I come back, um, I'm like, all right, so let me recap. You say that you are currently making $10,000 a month and where you want to be is $25,000 a month. So these videos have to make you, what is that? Extra $15,000. That's, that's what the lift is supposed to be. So when I put it like that to them, um, neither of us are going to think that a $500 video is reasonable. You know, uh, when I say, so then the price for the package is going to be $1,500 a month. They're like, oh, okay, because I've, I planted the seed of what the value is. And I had to have somebody coach me through that because I was a $500 video guy. And once I started doing it, I'm like, oh, fuck. Yeah, no, you ain't, you ain't getting this for $500. You are not <laughs> making that much money off of me for just $500. Once you got that inside analytics, I can lay, I, I see what you're making. Oh, I can price whatever now. Cause I know you can afford it. Yeah. I don't got to ask you budget. Let's talk about what you plan on doing with this video and what it does for your company. I, I don't care what you put aside to pay for this video. I care what you're going to make off this video. Cause that's where my price is going to be coming from. You that's know, how you find out their budget. You that, take their price. That's the truth. Yeah. You take their money that they're going to make, you divide it by five or 10 and you say, what, you wouldn't pay 20% of that to get, you know, you wouldn't pay 20% of 100K to make 100K? Come on. You know what I mean? What do I have to do? If I could guarantee it, it'd be 50, you know? If I say, give me 20 and I'm going to give you back 100, you would kill yourself to bring me a $20 bill every day. You would kill yourself to bring me a $20. If I took it and gave you 100, you would kill yourself to bring me a $20 bill. 
So, so important that, you know, as we grow these businesses, we're thinking like a business. I got, uh, I got three more hands that I'm going to cut into and then before I slide. First up is Rodney. Rodney, uh, I know you, then Rodney, then Marcus. We'll go in on Carlos, but go for it, Rodney. Oh, man, what up, what up? How's it going, everybody? So, look, can I say, so I, I don't want to necessarily, and we talked about this, I don't know if I want to call it a win per se, but I will definitely call it a testimonial to it. And when I say everything, I mean, God, I mean everything you've said just today alone, straight up. Uh, I made a list here, so I can uh, try to keep it short. What's my time? So I want to be respectful. What's you need a time? timer? You got to put it the wins timer? You ask for the wins timer? There you go. Boom. Okay. All right. Wait, wait. Let, let me hold on. Don't start Marcus, yet. Hold on. Marcus thinks it's me just for him. Okay. Ready? Okay. Three, ready? Two, one, go. Okay. So first of all, this is in regards to who started out as our beta client is now a paid client. Nice. So this is the one that we landed a pretty sizable deal on for the micro content, uh, non-refundable retainer paid at the end of this month, monthly payment starting on June. So to go and order what I got here on my notes, when he talked about, hey, we need to know what the content is being made for so we have direction and we're not just one person or we're not just a company that's doing anything and everything, we're specializing. So when we had our pre-production meeting this morning, um, one of the things that we were talking about was where to go, where to go, where to go, where to go, where to go. Oh, I'm losing my notes, I'm losing my notes, I'm losing my notes. Um, scratch it, I don't care. Here's what I'll say. Number one, what does content do for the business? And when you do your research and you put in the work that meets or exceeds what they do, I, I honestly believe that starts to earn their trust and respect. It really, really does. Um, we basically had, when we just did the, when we did the beta project for them and we just did like, I think it was like one uh, customer journey video. And then we did a bonus surprise testimonial for them. We had like new team members and onboarding team members like getting emotional when they're making statements because of that, that's the kind of company we want to work for. That's who I want to work for is a company that does that with its customers. So that was a huge push for us to be able to kind of, you know what? They're cool. They got our respect. We want to work with them in the future. When it comes to being a subject matter expert, when we did the research and everything, and we started finding people that were peers in the niche, right, that they knew about, um, I was going through kind of showing some examples of people that were on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and things like that. And it's like, yeah, I know exactly who that is. Yeah, I know who that is. As a matter of fact, I was like, hey, look, I was looking at investing in such and such to learn more about it to come back at you. He's like, don't worry about it. It's, uh, it's not what you think. It's kind of trash. But that's why I'm working on X, Y, and Z. And here's what my macro idea is. And what I like to do once I get that macro done is do more micro content and build and basically utilize you for video content for that. Uh, I'm going to go over time, but I'm going to make it as quick as I can. Uh, let's see, number three or four or whatever. Um, also in the pre-production, we were creating micro content for what? Is it education? Is it entertainment? Or is it motivation? So we found out basically what we're doing is building a brand and we're building them as the subject matter expert, right? So, and one of the things that he wanted to do is make sure whatever content we create, the majority of it's gonna be able to be repurposed. So that way we can send it out in emails. It can be sent out to a customer who has a question. We don't need to type our team members on the phone to be answering questions over and over and over and over again. Boom, just send this content to them that will answer the question pretty much and then we can move on from there. 
Um, and then because of Mario, I don't know if he's on right now, but because of him and what was happening today on that call and on this live, uh, we are going to be moving forward with doing a blog, um, blog slash webpage or whatever, at least on Facebook, if not on our actual website. Because um, when you start talking terms, you, like you said, when you start knowing your niche and you're speaking their language, you're talking about, because one of the things we're doing is roofing, right? So we're doing roofing slash custom home building construction. And this might speak to more of what you do as well, Carlos, and also Luke. When you start talking about squares, when you start, about, start talking about change orders, when you start talking about, well, we're looking at pitch roof, are we looking at, you know, flat roofs or whatever, what kind of materials goes on what? Why would somebody use shingles versus using uh, TPO or whatever? When you start talking that language, it just becomes so much easier. It becomes so, 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 so much easier. So for, I will for them that, too because they don't have to break yes. break this down and explain it to yes. you like they do every other videographer who calling yes. you know what I'm saying a roof or this or that or that you know what I'm saying Amen and I I was I will say I was pretty much I was on time because we gave an hour I think we were going to finish up three to five minutes ahead of schedule at the end of it I got time for Q and A if they want to do that and Q and A ran for like another thirty plus minutes. And he's just asking questions, just eating it up. Well, can we do this? Well, I got an idea about this. Well, what about this? Well, hey, look, the project that you did for us before with this client, if I basically send you like a request, hey, do we have this footage? Will that help you out so you don't have to work as much? If you already got that footage available, can we just repurpose that? I'm like, yeah, we can do that. I think we can make that happen. Send me the list, we'll make it work. Um, and there were some other things that he was going over as well. And I'll, I'll just say, man, flat out, I'm going to be real with everybody. I was nervous. I, I was nervous because it was my first time doing this, right? And when I'm doing like an onboarding pre-production micro content project, I'm like, I don't know if I want to do the right thing, say the right thing, mess something up. But something I heard from somebody, I don't know if it was in this group or somewhere else, but they don't know what you don't know or what you were meant to say and didn't say. They don't know. They don't, they're not reading your playbook. You just go in and be confident. Prep. I definitely encourage people to prep, and I did. I was prepping. But just be cool. Just be cool, be comfortable, and be confident in what you do and what you say. And the way that happens is that you got to put in the reps. You've got to put in the reps. you got to put in the reps, even if you're doing it in front of a mirror, even if you're doing it in front of a computer screen and doing it you know, just by yourself with yourself. Practice, 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 then go out and get the real licks in the ring when you start working with clients. You, you don't trust but, yeah, the end of the day, bro. It's, you don't trust a nervous doctor, a nervous surgeon, or a nervous flight attendant. Those are three people that if they're nervous, you're like, wait a minute. No, no. And when and the, the cool thing is too, man, like your your relationship that you have with Raising Canes. When you can sit here and and I think we've talked about this privately probably before, Ty. Not that the intention was there, but just because of who we are, we are very personable. Um, with our clients in the sense of like your business is our business. That's how serious we take it. Yep. We got to make sure we do everything we can to make you make sure you win. Right. We don't want to set you up for failure. And so if somebody's sick or whatever, we're going to make that phone call or send the email or text message. Hey, are you feeling better? Is everything cool? And that sense of empathy and that relationship allows us to be able just, just to have a real comfortable friend-to-friend -friend conversation, even though we're talking business, like we've known each other for years. 
And so when we're talking numbers saying, look, I know you've been in business for X amount of time, if I remember correctly, you guys like pulled in, I think, 3 million last year. And you're looking at doubling that this year from the last conversation we had. Yeah, that's right. Actually, a new finance person, I think it's actually going to be 3.7 is what we pulled once they finished redoing the bucks. But yeah, we're looking at doubling. Cool. So what's the purpose of the content? Are we looking to do this? Are we looking to do that? Cool. That's what we got to do. Great. What we're going to do, you got a homework assignment. This is what I need from you by next week. When are you free next week? What does the schedule look like? Cool. I got you booked in on the calendar. We're going to do our follow-up then. After that, we're going to start shooting, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, I, I mean, I'm excited and nervous. Like, like I'm a little shaky right now, man, just because I'm 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 still hyped. But that was like, like what, six, seven, eight, ten hours ago when that yeah. happened, and I'm still excited over because it, it was just such a good, good deal, good feeling, good energy, and everything. But just to kind of give everybody the update on that, and I would just put this out there. Listen to what Ty says. Trust in yourself. Put in the work. Put in the work. Put in the work. Put in the work. It, it feels, it, Rod. It feels job, good bro. to close. It feels good to be there. Like wow. I, you know what I'm saying? Thank y'all. Thank you. It feels I like it. I like it. Well, that's definitely a good win. A good win. We got uh we got Marcus and we're gonna close on Carlos. Marcus, this week we got different uh instead of a um instead of a timer, when I say go, we just gonna be like and if you finish before the song finish, you good. But if you don't, then we got... No, I'm joking. Go ahead, bro. <laughs> you know I got to give you a hard time. You muted. You muted. You wasting your time. Where that mug at? Hold on. There ain't no time. You wasting your time. Make sure you pay attention. Where the junk at? Let me see. I Love the jersey. I appreciate it. By the way. I try to represent home team. You know what I'm home saying? Home I used to... Right. I got another one that say gold member number one. It's kind of dope. But this is all business with the dollar sign on the back. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? We got here, you know what I'm saying? Anyway, I'm wasting your time. I'm wasting your time. So, um, hold on. (laughs) Pause my time. See, you give people time and they want to go bathroom breaks. You probably got a sandwich coming in. The time is break as soon as you start the clock. Yeah, you probably got a sandwich. You can't just get up and go once the clock starts. No, you can't do that, man. Oh, so. Okay, go for it. We made some pitches this past week. We have another pitch tomorrow. Okay. Multiple five-figure checks. Okay. Say that again. Multiple five-figure checks. See, we can let that play for more than three seconds because we ain't on we ain't on YouTube, but that's always good. That's always good. I like that. Needless to say, the client is sold for the first multiple check. For the five figures is already sold. Just got to work out the kinks. Great. We have a follow-up. Contracts are already ready. They're ready to sign. But they've already verbally committed to it. So... Very, 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 very ecstatic and nervous at the same time. Tomorrow, uh, no disrespect, Ty. It's with another YouTuber. Mm. Don't kick me out. And then okay, Washington. He needs some milk. It, it is, a, is a W and it's out West, right? But it's on the East Coast. So I will be 
potentially flying to the East Coast. So, big win. Big, big. So, we have that pitch not tomorrow. If, not if you're cheating on your favorite YouTube person. No, I'm joking. Go for it. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> so, we, we have, uh, I'm building the, the proposal right now, but the individual uh, the corporation, right? Individual corporation is like, I don't want anybody else besides him. It's your boy, Brandon Washington, baby. I'm glad you're shooting video for Brandon Washington. <laughs> See, none of y'all get this go treatment. Ahead, this is some bull crap. Go ahead, dude. This is some bull crap. It's a bull squeeze. <laughs> go ahead to get you. I, I know. I know. But uh, so in that, we got that. Um, but also, uh, I don't know if he's going to get here tonight, but uh, Tim Hall, remember the guy I brought on to, to the onto here? He got a huge win for him. Um, but his son just passed his driver's license. So watch out on the streets. Get off the sidewalks. Um, so he's he's celebrating that right now. So he may jump in here soon. Um, however, um, yeah. It just also, uh, it reminds me to follow up with the other YouTuber that wants my services too. Wow. Go rub it in again. I'm trying to work, man. I'm trying to become a corporation. That's them, them good wins. I ain't knocking them. You see how he does me? I'm you see, you see everybody? Ty, you already know. Why, why do you ask? Why do you ask? Them, them some good wins. Them some good wins. I ain't mad at you. Big five figure wins. I'm never mad at that. I don't care who is. Hey, you already know I'm bringing it back to you. I got okay. more models to buy. Okay, well, well, I gotta pay rent. You missed. I gotta the, pay my dues. Like you missed my, the, my, the earlier part. We, the modules about to go uh, subscription. But we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's still good wins. I like it. Good W's. Five figure deals. Them. Hey. Yeah. Hell yeah. Them. Yeah. I'm gonna need at least I'm trying one, to get like Luke. I'm gonna need at least get one of them figures. Luke. Luke closed mm-hmm. five figures on the iPhone. He said, "Catch up." So so, let me ask you this: on How many iPhone, figures was it for that on that VA claim? Huh? The three GS, bro. What do you mean? He, he closed a five figure deal on the on the three GS. He said, "Where you at?" Working on it. I I closed a four figure deal on the GameCube. Uh, I mean, uh, okay. <laughs> I was about to say GameCube, but uh, messed it up. You're done. Yeah, I'm Uppercut. done. What's the name of the? Uh, I can't even think of it. What's the name of the old school Game Boy with the Game Boy camera? That's what I was about to say. But anyway. Good, good. I like that. Get your money. Get your five figures. But we got to close with Carlos, who got two six-figure deals to talk about that he closed. Oh, I wish. Ten Actually, minutes ago. <laughs> Carlos closed seven seven-figure deals just no, now. He closed, not at all. He closed a seven-figure deal just drawing. He just it drew the sleep. picture. I was just sleeping, thinking about the, the money just he, falling out. No, he no, sketched no. it out. He sketched out a, a video. He wrote a like, comic. That one video, the money on my, the money on my sunglasses because I see the money, the money right. in my head, exactly, the money on my mind. Uh, Carlos, exactly. I did Marcus, it with my Dreamcast. I, I can't read, Marcus. Detroit Public Schools. So, uh, I can't read. Go for it. You got another one? Go ahead, spit it out. Yeah, I got another one. Um, so, uh, doing me dirty. Um, better on proposals so we were able to uh pitch to four other companies um this past week um about doing social media content and uh our pitch got better they physically and body language wise were like okay yeah so 
going through the process of, of, of doing that has significantly helped um, in the conversion rates. Um, I think that's important. So We're word on very much so. Yeah. And we got feedback from our, our, our beta client. Um, we need to be a little bit faster on deliverables. Uh, wow. So an L there. Uh, yeah. It's ironic. No, I'm joking. Sometimes it'd be um, like, hey, you need that feedback because sometimes you don't know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, gave, gave me some insight because that's where this big five-figure client is, is in the same niche as our beta client. Mm-hmm. So module one didn't know just randomly on Facebook, hey, you should do this to help out yourself. And then dude's like, bro, hey, let me talk to you. And I'm like, here's my number. Ring, ring. Oh, my God. It's like when. Oh, uh, he's a real person. This is crazy. Oh, my God. <laughs> right. So those are my wins. Good wins. I like it. Especially when you start talking five figures, you talk my language. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah, I want to hear how them five-figure deals turn out, We're going to hold you to that, and we're going to hear an update to that next week. Yeah, keep us posted. And our closer for the day, for me, I'm going to let y'all keep chopping it up. Uh, I got one other announcement to make after this, but um, our closer for the day is DNC, uh, the number one stunner, uh, live from (laughs) Miami, just blocks away from (laughs) – blocks away – the Miami Dolphins where you know they're gonna probably go eight and nine this year but you know <laughs> going for a full six and uh <laughs> six and trash yeah, probably man. get a good five games out of Tua and the, the team gonna rely on the backup quarterback for the rest of the year but you know that ain't, that ain't my squad you know you know thanks I'm reporting. I'll let you know when they hit the fans. Right. Uh, the, the crowd cheering. Fun fact. Uh, I actually heard the Formula One race. We had that here in Miami. I heard some of the races from my house. And I was like, what the hell is that? When I come outside, you've ever been to NASCAR. It is the loudest thing ever. It is like standing on a runway when a plane take off. It is. I heard. It's crazy. So real quick, real quick. I don't want to cut into your time. Real quick. I shot for NASCAR. I got hired by the NTT data team. Right, first time going to a NASCAR event. Of course, I'm black. Let's be real. So I get there, and they got a suite, and they got a pit. So I'm jumping back before. I'm used to when I shoot sports, you go up to the press box, and then you go down to the field. You go, but they had a suite. Cool. Go down to the pit. I'm working with the pit crew, taking pictures. Go up to the suite, chilling. As I come downstairs, they're getting ready to go around the lap. Big old lap. They take it off there around the other side. I run down to the fence because I want to get them as they come back because it's one of the first laps before they wave the flag to take off. I'm taking pictures. As I get to the fence, I look around. I say, why do everybody have earmuffs? Why do everybody have headphones on? What's up with this? Are their ears cold or what? I don't know what's up with this. Bro, them cars went around the track and came back and flew past me. Have you ever seen Terminator 2 at the end where she holding on the fence and the world ends? And like she turned into dust, literally, that was me. I couldn't hear anything for about three days because those cars were so freaking loud. Them earmuffs, this ear protection everybody and their mama had was smart enough to wear. They looking at me laughing because I am literally on the track, losing every sense of hearing I had at the moment. So, note to self. Get you some serious ear pro if you go shoot NASCAR, especially if you're going to be that close. So I just want to put that out there. I'm sorry. Go for it, bro. 
man, that's Got NASCAR shakes your stomach. Oh man, NASCAR is. I, I like it. I, I definitely want to go. Messes up your insides. Yeah, it's louder than you think. You 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 think you're used to cars until you go see NASCAR. But yeah, I've been on I've been on drag racing tracks. So yeah, yeah, makes a difference. <laughs> that's crazy. But the floor is yours, Carlos. I'm sorry about that. No, it's all good, man. Well, I'm gonna tell y'all. I'm starting off with an L. Um, ends up being an L, but I think it's a very educational L. And actually, it was a. Uh, I got a referral for a client that wanted like a, a Zoom live stream. So this was back uh, with today's Wednesday. So I think it was like on, on Friday. So on Friday, I said, hey, do me a favor, call this uh, this number. It's going to be to a company that's looking to do like a nice Zoom live stream. But we're going to do like graphics, like essentially a live stream just on Zoom, right? Great. So I talked to the client. We get a bunch of information, learn about them. And we do a price anchoring, right? Hey, it's going to be between eight and 12 grand. I think it's what, what I said. And then like, okay. Uh, in that case, please put this person, PCC this person in your in your uh, uh, proposals because they're going to sign off on it. And I'm like, <laughs> they need to give me the, the name. That's basically it. Am I right? Wrong. So come, uh, yeah, for a little the hard way. So I was like, whatever. So I sent it in. Uh, I think we sent it in Monday morning. And so I see, boom, Proposify goes off. Notifications. I'm like, cool, they're reading it. And our follow-up is for Monday at 4 o'clock. Like, yeah, yeah, just send it just in the morning. By 4 p.m. that day, we'll uh, review it. Perfect. Before 4 p.m., I get a phone call at like 2.30 and say, hey, Carlos, I'm sorry. We reviewed the, uh, the proposal and it's out of scope for us. We can't afford it. And I said, oh, okay. Well, we, when we spoke, we you know, said between this price and this price, you know, what, what's, what changed? Well, we didn't know it was going to be like that. And I'm like, what the fuck? I told you the price. Right. But, but whatever. But all right, cool. So what can we do for you? So we, yeah, we talked to them. Okay. Like, listen, you know, we can scale down some things for you. But you're going to have to pick up the slack on that end. You know, I can't promise you. Like, you need, to have, you need to have your own employee there helping us out and some other stuff. So it came out to be like about 6000 and change. Okay, great. You know, we'll, we'll get back to you uh, to, uh, on Wednesday, today. So, all right, cool. Set another meeting. I, I moved over our meeting to 4 o'clock today. And, you know, proposal by has not gone off. So, like, I know they're not looking at it. What's the deal? All right, easy. So, I, sent a te- I have a text message. I sent it to her. I said, hey. Confirming today our appointment at four o'clock. About 10 seconds later, proposal five notified me they opened it. So I'm like, aha, now I see it for the first time. About five minutes after that, I get a text message saying, We can't afford it. I'm so sorry. It's out of our budget, out of our scope. And I said, Okay, great. I understand. Um, we're here to help you regardless. And if you do go with somebody else, we're we're more than glad to help you tell you if they're a good fit for you at free of charge. We want to make sure you're well taken care of and that you're in the good spot to succeed. Okay. Wish you the best. And that's it. So in the end, it's kind of like we went through all the steps to guarantee the W, but we didn't get it at the end of the day. And I think part of it had to do with a couple of things. And one of them being that that's person that was not a decision maker. So they didn't want to pass that up, but the person that gave me was a decision maker and that person never opened it. The decision maker never opened it. So one of my things that I learned from you was like, Who's the one that's going to uh, sign off for this thing? Let's talk to them straight away and see what's good. But I knew for a fact that they already didn't care or, or, or they just were brushing me off because they never opened the proposal to begin with. And I was waiting for that and said, if they really wanted to get this in front of their boss to get this signed, they would have opened it up on the spot to see what did I say? Because I sent a reply, here's the updated proposal. You should have been, bam, should open that. If you really were interested, you'd open that up. So that means that a hard lesson those yeses that I was getting, hey, this is this about let's go up. You know, during our review, I had said, uh, is this price, you know, or is this in scope within your budget? Whatever. Yes, yes, yes. So those yeses were false yeses. They weren't, they were not real. They were just trying to get me off the phone. 
So lesson learned. Uh, and in that case, you know, just be a little, I think for me, be a little bit more forward, our first conversation. And essentially with the question, and this is a fat question, if I'm sending you a proposal for $10,000, could we get a signature on Monday so you can start next Tuesday? And just straight up harder like that. And if you get a, any hesitancy, then from there, you know, what's the deal? We're not in the business of making proposals. We're in the business, business of making videos. How can we help you out to make this better? In, in that in that situation, I always ask, who's the final decision maker? Mm-hmm. Who's the decision maker? Because sometimes you'll get a bunch of people and they're like, we got a group. Can I get in front of that group? Or or what what do I need to do to speak directly with that decision maker once I send mm-hmm. this proposal? So that's that's a way that I try to eliminate that, but it still happens. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to do that. I said, you know what? Ty said it one time. Let's get in front of that group. But I knew they didn't open it from the beginning. So I said, the interest isn't even there. Regardless, if they were really interested, you would open up the moment I said, did he call us, really put it at that price, even though we screen share and show them. So it's just a lesson learned. Um, and I'll tell you, it was a pretty qualified lead. It was, always, it was a layup. So something, ha- something happened in that area is the, the referral. Are they too cheap? And they, they, when they came to me, they're like, oh, shit, this is ten, five times what they expected or, or what it gives. So you learn something and uh, that's, the, I, that's it. That's what I love I about Proposify. Without, without the information from Proposify, you would be wondering what the hell went wrong. Yeah, not anymore. Yeah. And that, that Carlos, one goes off. What's up? Can I ask a can I ask a question about that? What's up? Um, because I, I've heard that happen, and that I hate that feeling. I, I mean, cut anybody off. But when that lead came in, did you question? Like, I'm picturing it in my head when you guys sat down. Did when you pitched what you could do for them, were they immediately like, yes, 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 mm-hmm. or did they ever like, no, you have it wrong, or did they from the jump to say yes? Yeah. You're right. They agree with me on like everything, and, and and there are questions when we were like in the initial conversation. It was great. Hey, we're gonna do this, 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 and this. Love it. That's exactly what we're looking for. We're gonna have external partners view this. This is a big deal for us. This is a brand new thing we're starting. Perfect. The got plenty of yeses in the first shot. In the second round, when we actually reviewed the proposal, there were things were like. How do you expect to communicate with the people that are involved in your live stream? Like, how are you going to talk to them? Like, are you going to come into the camera and say, hey, folks, read this question? Or are you going to put like a radio in their ear? Or are you going to put a screen to the side? Like, and so they can read the questions or read, how are you going to communicate with a talent on camera? And they're like, oh, wow, I never thought about it before. That happened about three or four times. Oh, I never thought about them before. And then went back to a whole thing of like, well, the service that we offer in our process is to exactly take care of the things that you don't they haven't thought about. We we got it, we got you, you know, got you covered. We got it there for you. And there are plenty of times where like, yes, I understand the value of what you're offering. We just can't afford it. So you get to a point where you're like, okay, if, if you know, you hit a wall, they're they're clear. And I think I got to the bottom of the fact that they just couldn't afford it. And I think that wasting time of generating the proposal was just that maybe I wasn't being stern enough in the first conversation when that person themselves wasn't the decision maker. If there was, if that was the manager who's going to sign it, and I talked to that person, they'd be like, "No, no, no, it's a wrap. We can't do that for you." But if if it was, you know, it is because it wasn't, and I should have been very much. I got to learn that practice so, talking to those who are not decision makers. Some people you have, sometimes you have information gatherers, which they'll gather the information, cliff note it, and then give it to the decision maker. Um, and and I've run into like there's a difference between a gatekeeper and an information gatherer. The gatekeeper will refer you to this person who's in charge of the project, but they don't make decisions on the project. And it's, it's just good to know 
who you're talking to so you can tailor the information. And sometimes the proposal may be a little different if I know this is going in front of a board of people or if there's a different decision maker. And this, and this, again, this comes from, I'll go back and uppercut y'all again, on niche and knowing how businesses within your niche operate so that you can move accordingly. By knowing this, you can have a different approach that's more successful. So, and, and this is why, so like you got to, live and die within that niche so that Mm -hmm. you'll know how to maneuver in these situations and what to do and what not to do. Because you may be in a niche that you run into this a lot. You may run into a gatekeeper, an information gatherer, and the person who makes a decision is, you know, just like uh, someone said, it's, it's, it's a monthly uh, board meeting. You know what I'm saying? You may run into a niche that, that they make decisions as a group. You just can't, if the bigger the check, the more people going to be involved with the decision. So just get ready. I know a lot of people say they want to make $100,000 a shoot. Just know that that $100,000 a shoot is going to come after a board meeting. You're not going to get fast yeses and quick noes. You're going to get a lot of people who got inputs on making changes. So you want to make sure that your revision side of things is is built properly so that you can get paid for all the revisions. Because I'll have a time where I'll complete something, get it in front of a crew, and one person will be like, man, I wish their shirt was blue. Hey, we should refilm it and make their shirt blue. Yeah, we can do that. But let me tell you what the cost is going to be. It's going to be $2,562. And then let everybody else on the board look at them and say, is this worth it? Sometimes they'll say yes. Most times they'll say no. So, I mean, but that comes with your niche. Um, Even with five figure deals, that happens pretty yes. frequently where there's like a few decision makers involved. Like with that live stream, there were like four or five decision makers involved. And the person who signed off didn't have like full authority. Like she had to go up the chain and then back down to me. Like, but also they, the person in charge, in charge, wasn't willing to review the proposal. That's just not that person's job. Like it's not anybody at the top's job to review the proposals. It's someone lower's job to review the proposals. Someone higher is like, is it a good proposal or no? And then they're like, okay, sign it. Or no, don't sign it. And that happened. Like mm-hmm. it does happen. So in, in the military, when you go through like POW training, they teach you how to work the work the squad against against each other. <clears throat> and you need to find somebody that's more more likely on your team. So in this meeting, you need to find who is your cheerleader and work them and see how much power they got and work them a little bit. Maybe because because you may have five people asking for five different things. If I know Susie is the boss, she's the decision maker, and she wants shots in front of water, let's say, for instance, hypothetically, she want to use the lake as a background. If I know she's the decision maker, I may put forth some effort to to grease her palms a little bit. You know what I'm saying? To kind of be like, everybody got opinions on what they need. I I think we should shoot in front of water. And then I know I got Susie who Susie sign off here that's going to sign off on everything. So I, uh, you, you know, just knowing that is, it, I'm thinking about how I'm going to work the room based off the information that I've, uh, that I've, uh, you know, that I, that I learned. Yeah. I want to add a couple of things about proposal five, two things. Um, one of them is an L and one is a W. The L here is today, believe it or not, I was having another proposal review, and we believe me that it went down. Proposal five was down today at the exact time I had wow. to review a proposal with the, with the client. And I said, son of a bitch. And it only got a 504 gateway thing. And it was down for, I think, about 25 minutes. So I, uh, the good thing is I know my prices. So I said, hey, forgive me. It's our website. I think our website is working for some reason. Something internal is going down. I already reached out to 
our service team to find out. But one of those, our service team, is your boy right here. Yep. <laughs> so I'm the service yep. team right here. Like, what the fuck's going I, on? I did that like two weeks yeah. ago. I was all, I was all, oh, the proposal's not letting you get in through the link. Weird. Let me call IT. Yep. And then I'm yeah. over here on chat with Proposify, like, you bastards, I pay you <laughs> for <this> service. <laughs> yeah. I think their whole website was down. Something happened for about 25 minutes today. Maybe a little oh, No, mine was just my link. I was like, I was screaming at the yeah. people of Proposify. I was typing in all caps. They're like, sir, slow down. I'm like, yeah, I'm over there like you little. <laughs> so the, to the upside is I knew the proposal well enough that I were talking about the main things. And like, I swear to you, but a minute before I hung up, I was like, oh, wow, it's actually working. I guess they got it working. Let's go ahead and open that up real quick. And let me spend the next five minutes going over through it. Not going to lie. It messed up the flow a bit of what we're talking about. But I think we're cool enough with the client. This is a repeat that um, they, they totally got it. And so tomorrow I'll get you an update with some stuff that we talked about or whatever. So not that bad. The other thing I want to tell you, I'll go ahead. And die. I think it's a, I think it's perfect for practicing in the field. It 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 helps you remain flexible. Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. The other thing I wanted to say is something I really, I really like to do in the agreements part portion of the proposify, like how you have the um your expiration date on your proposal. I have like date plus seven days or date plus whatever. Um, I had that there on the on the cover, and I have it at the agreement, like the this agreement made on this day. What I do in proposify, you hit the uh pound sign or hashtag and then uh you put date and so if you how do i say this when you send that right officially through proposify it'll trigger and then that'll auto fill with the day you send it right so that way it's valid what i realized over time and i don't do this anymore i don't send the proposals through proposify anymore i copy the link because i don't want anybody to see that we use proposify because when you send it it'll say powered by proposify and i'm like nobody got all my secrets so what i like to do is even though, let's say I sent to five people and I, I won't be able to see all five people's individual um, stuff, I still see when they open it, see what time they spend on it. Like in general, I get the link and I put that in an email and I put like, make a little button out of it and say like, oh, here's uh, our link to proposal. And I put the link or the button on it and send it. And so when um, there's an option that says, do you want to mark this as sent? And by doing that, it'll automatically trigger all the, the little... Uh, macro things that you set up in Prosify, which is pretty cool. So in that case, I still get to send it. Nobody's got to know how I how I did my stuff. And um, it makes my life easier. All everything's set up automatically. All templates. I'm I'm grandfathered in on an older plan where you could pay extra to take that off. So I don't have that. Oh, really? Yeah, I got grandfathered in say, if you, like the 1999 plan. Damn, if I didn't know the thing. Them, you can get back on the old version, Carlos. So, like, I used to have the old version when I first signed up. I signed up right before they shifted everything to the new crap that they use. Yeah. Um, and I raised hell with them this past week over that link not working. They actually put me back onto the old version. So now my emails are custom again, where I can remove all their branding, add my branding, make them color schemed and everything with designs on them the way I want. Yeah, them. yeah. That's how they're all, well, it might not work compatibility wise. And I'm like, I don't care. It worked for me. My clients have old school email fucking servers that like these big companies have old school email servers. They're not going to change anything. If it worked before, it'll work now. Um, but yeah, no, if you bug support enough, it's possible for, they have the old version still, like Ty said, he's still on it. Some people are still on the old version by request or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if you bug them real hard, like push them through every support channel they can, eventually you'll get one of the people that are in the emails that they send you. 
right? Like one of the people who actually yeah, yeah, yeah. the company publicly. Mm-hmm. And those people will be like, okay, I can authorize for you to go back to the old one, but you need to stop raising hell about this to our regular CSRs because they don't know what the hell you're talking about. And you are like ruining our call center by jumping from person to person to person. Like, cause I get on the email chains and I'm like, give me your supervisor, give me your supervisor, <laughs> give me your supervisor. All those and like after five supervisors, it's like Nadia that sends the emails and you're like, oh shit, I know you. I see the oh, videos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Eventually you get an email and you're like, oh shit, I know that person. And then you're all, all right, give me the hookup. Come on. So it takes a little bit of work, but it, they, wow. it is possible for them to put you back. You cool. just got to raise help. It's giving you problems like tech problems and that you're going to go to Panda doc or some shit like that. And then they're just like, all right, don't go to Panda doc. Hold on. We got you. Yeah. If you say Panda doc, get you, we'll give you what you want. I heard that's yeah, the new uh, start promo code. Over. Yeah, Panadoc. Promo code. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Panadoc, and you get a lot of stuff for free. That's crazy. I'm going to try that out. Definitely definitely reach out. Their, their customer service yeah. is pretty, pretty decent. I've used them before in the past. I had some weird issues happen, and they, it, it worked uh, with them. I wanted to say two quick things. Mm-hmm. I, I see you got to bounce right now. Um, one of them was uh, not a W, but a situation that I was in with a client, and it applies to everybody. So with this event last week, where I had the uh, W cigar, right? And it was all good. And so our deliverables are about 400 photos. And so the photographers I hired, they shot like 5,000. We uploaded 1,700 as shoot proof. Like they curated the best ones, but 1,700 on shoot proof. Um, of course, watermark and all. And then the client gets to choose 400 of those. So at some point, they're like, hey, the client is unsure um, what photos they want. Can they get the link to all of them? And I'm like, no. <laughs> but I, in a professional way, say, hey, unfortunately, we don't give out all the photos. They would need to purchase them. But on top of that, we don't like, we, we would not prefer to have raw photos, out, raw files, raw photos out in the wild because they're not representative of, of great work and what we do. So if they want to purchase the photos, they would purchase them edited. And then we put together a custom mass price sheet just for them. Hey, this this many dollars per photo. And I put up a whole thing and they said, hey, thank you so much. I'll send it their way. So I don't know if they'll bite. Um, but this morning I found out they said they're interested potentially. They'll let us know as soon as they can. And the biggest thing is if they want to buy another 1,300 photos, talk to the guy who I hired. It's like, bro, that's going to be like three weeks to put together. And I, I totally get it. So in that, it's like if you do it by this day, you'll get it by this time. If you do it after this, it'll be this time. And if you forget about that and you hit me up three weeks later, uh, we're going to find out. Um, we have to revise it and get a schedule. So that's something that, that just tell everybody. If that if a client bullies you in a way or saying, hey, like just be strong, be stern and give your professional reasoning. You know, we don't, we don't, we don't give this out. And if they want to do that, they gotta purchase it. But that's a good upsell idea too. Yeah. For yeah, what, I did that for, for sure. you've already done. Yeah, I did that. Um, and so we, my talk photographer and I, we worked it out. Um, he said, Hey, this is his price, this is my price, and we, you know, we did a share. Um, and same thing. Hey man, we'll keep you working and then we'll make it happen. That and of course upselling whenever I could. Hey, we have the ability to add in. I don't know, graphics and videos or whatever it is, and just keep it open. We have time. Our deliverables are 31st of May. And uh, if you hit us up before then, we'll get you in just the timeline or whatever. So just some thoughts out there. I like it. I like it a lot. I'm going to end on this. Uh, let me say one thing real quick. The changes that are coming won't affect you if you've made a purchase or you're already in. I'm, I'm going to send it to Marcus. Um, I need you to double check one thing, especially my gold members, because it's a little problem I'm having with the platform that I'm currently on. I need you to double check your June and May to make sure you have not been double billed. 
if you find that you are, hit me up at support at flashfromacademy.com. I'll refund, get you straight. Well, I ain't trying to double bill nobody, but I know there are some cases depending on how you initially signed up. Um, because coming over to this platform allowed me to stop using three different platforms and just use one. There was some limitations. You know, there's areas of the of the community that isn't as great as Circle, and but they're working on it. We're getting it up to speed. But it allowed me not to have to use three or four different companies duct taped together. So depending on how you signed up, there is a small group of people that may be getting double bill. If that is the case, please reach out. Marketing at flashfromacademy.com. I'll get you straight. That's SK. That's one. Um, two, everything in the future that's coming, nothing will change. Whatever you got locked in is locked in. You got it. Um, but in an effort to give you guys more, we just gotta we gotta switch it up a little bit. We gotta go with what work, look at what works and what don't work. Uh, and fix it and move forward. So, um, and my goal is to bring out a new course, a new course, not just lectures, but a course every month. So a little less preaching, a little more teaching. We're still going to preach a little bit, but I want to make sure that we teach too. And you guys aren't just here for, um, you know, just, just the preaching. The preaching is good, but the preaching is, you know, a lot of people don't want to sit through, um, they they don't want to sit through a lot of video, right? You know what I'm saying? They want to get straight to it, and and I respect that. So we want to make sure we got it. If you got it, make sure you hit me up um, at marketing. If you got double bill, marketing at flashfromacademy.com. Shoot me an email from the email that you log in with. Don't shoot me no email from kuntakente at roots.com, and I got to search by your name and your picture to find out if it's the right account. And then, you know what I'm saying, it happens. I get people who cuss me out. I bought all of this, and it ain't even on the new platform. I'm like, sir, have you logged in through the email address you bought it from? No. Well, that's probably why you don't see it. Um, so just rather be safe than sorry. Um, so, again, we're going to try to put out more. more. I'm working on some things. We're going to put out more courses, more Beta Client Connects, more Flash 5. We're still going to have our preaching sessions, but I want to make sure I continue to bring you courses uh that will help you guys grow and even if it's a mini course like one of the ones that i'm working on i talked about a little bit earlier was um using press releases to get seo and to grow your business things like that i got a one that's coming out to show you how to get all the cool the cool car video shots without a crane and all this crazy stuff i'm gonna show you how to get it cheaply uh so things like that that i'm working on i want to make sure you guys get um, but the business model of Flashroom Academy is changing a little bit and that's fine, but we got to find ways to make sure, you know, I wanted to make sure we get the app so we can stream directly to you. We ain't got to rely on YouTube. I don't got to censor what we talk about or not use the word COVID because I'm worried about getting buried and stuff like that. If we need to talk about it, we need to talk about it. We're adults here. And, you know, I want to make sure I can tell you guys, uh, you know, the way, uh, the way it comes to my mind, I'd like to you know give it to you like that raw so um and and having your own platform allows you to do that so that's what i love about it um so a lot of new updates coming a lot of new things coming as we grow this thing on out and i want to thank you for being a part of it uh and without you guys it wouldn't it, I, I couldn't do it so um i'm gonna let my after after hour crew uh get started i'm gonna hand it over marcus you ready bro i'm gonna let you do it now now don't you be uh you know we in there don't you be uh don't let me log back on and y'all talking about Pokemon cards and stuff, man. I don't want to hear all that. Shit. 
I log in. Y'all talking about Pokemon Pass cards. And... Get them. Oh, Marcus riding in the back of a U-Haul 800 miles across the country. Yeah, <laughs> so there I was, right? Appreciate you, Tyrone. There you go. Some love. That's what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Tyrone's be sticking together. All three of them. The three good ones. The rest of them got VCRs for sale and stuff. DVDs. They still selling DVDs. Um, but yeah, yeah. So y'all be safe, man. I'm gonna see y'all next week. Um I think that's everything. Yeah, I think that's everything. Change is coming. Good change is coming. Good upgrades. So I'll let y'all chop it up on after hour after hour. Last time I don't think y'all got off until like two, but that ain't none of my business. Hey, I'm giving you quality content hey, for free. Yeah, I'll let y'all do it with, you know, Pokemon cards and arm wrestling or, you know, last time y'all Pay was going to hijack. client hi- right here. Y'all was going to hijack the U, y'all hijack a U-Haul and make it to, to, to Vegas, but we ain't going to talk about that. Uh, we'll <laughs> let y'all talk about that. Anyway, y'all be safe. I'll see y'all next week. You've been listening to Content and Cash, a Flash Film Academy podcast. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and go to our webpage at www.flashfilmacademy.com.